Pleasure to be back. What can I say? Yeah, so glad to have you back. I have to tell you, <laughs> when you reached out yesterday and we're like, so tonight, and I responded with like, uh, oops, I think we miss we messed that up. Uh, <laughs> you changed your Twitter handle to Joe Erskine, comma, I guess. I did. Uh, and I read the initial like the email notification as you were saying something and being like, I guess that's okay. Oh. <laughs> And I was like, oh, oh no, damn. I made him mad. <laughs> no, 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 not at all. Uh, I think I think that was my – so I <clears throat> I mean, not to jump right into it here, but as, as, it. We're, as we're all aware, Twitter has always been a, a hot mess. And <laughs> yeah. It's been, been a dumpster fire. It's has really been fire, pushing yeah. those boundaries, I think, in, oh. in, due to recent events. Uh, so when <clears throat> old Muskie decided that he was going to be – uh, punishing parody accounts, <clears throat> I had to fight the urge to kind of not create an Elon Musk <laughs> parody account, and yeah. so I've, that's why that's where kind of Joe Erskine, I guess, comes from. So yeah, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. You were like, fine, I won't, <laughs> yeah. but I want to. Uh, yeah, I, I err on the side of caution on this round. You know what yeah. I mean? So yeah, sure, sure. <laughs> for now, for now, for Indeed. now, there's. Probably a line that could be well. I can't say living in the United States. I can't say there's a line that could be crossed for everybody, because it seems for some it's just not. Uh, but no, there's probably a line that would be crossed that I would be like, my account is now uh, an Elon Musk spa uh, spam parody bot. Yeah, yeah exactly. I'm just gonna say shit. Uh, haven't gotten there yet. I, it's weird, right? I'll, I'll leave before I get that far. I think. <laughs> yeah. Do you yeah, know I'll I mean? find something else, or I just yeah. won't. I, that's so like I was talking about friends with this. I have a we were talking about the baseball thing, and I have a, a group of friends that we chat about Met stuff all the time. We're constantly sharing, you know, rumors and trade, trade, you know, uh, scuttlebutt, all that stuff all the time. Sure, sure. Uh, now that we're in the off season, and um, <clears throat> uh, we were talking about like, well, if Twitter goes down in flames, like it seems it's going to, like, where do we go next? And you know, of course, there's options like, oh, we you know get a signal chat going, or or go to Mastodon, right? Um, yeah, but, sure. <laughs> but at the same time, I was like, I was like, hear me out. <laughs> what if social media was a mistake? <laughs> you, know <what> I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like maybe this yeah. experiment has like truly failed, and we should all just like go back to like you know, you know, yeah. group calls and and just yeah. move on from this bullshit. You know what I mean? Like one less I'm distraction. Super fine with that. I'm just gonna put it out there, you know what I mean? So yeah. everybody yeah. should do do what they feel is best. But uh, it's it, it's definitely been a, a thing that I'm considering. So yeah, I don't know what it would take for people at large to realize that, but it does absolutely feel like it's easier to point out, like, hey, <laughs> this is kind of always sucked. Yeah, what we put up with it, and now it sucks to put up with it. So. <laughs> What if we didn't? Yeah, like, yeah. like we just opted out, right? Um, yeah. What if we know. just went back? Like Discord exists. There's no exactly. algorithm in that. Exactly. Just group chat and video call there. You could have a specific, specific, and very, very like uh, exclusionary echo chamber instead of one where you can yeah. tweet at Ryan Reynolds about Deadpool three. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just saying. You know? Exactly. So. 
And exactly. If it's a true echo chamber, no one can hear your bullshit. That's right. And you can self-contain your bullshit. Great. Back just like the old days when everybody was, yeah. you know, secretly yeah. racist instead of openly racist. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, all, yeah, right? you didn't have to say it in a place. So. <laughs> Uh, <clears throat> oh man! Anyway, it's great. Well, I have a question for you, please. And it may put out. So the question is a, is going to determine whether or not we can remain friends. Okay. And I apologize for that, but I guess it's in your hands. The, the stakes, the stakes are set. If, okay. <laughs> if my team does go after and uh, obtain Jacob Degrom, can yep. we still be friends? Yes, we can. Uh, okay. And I'll t- and I'll tell you why. And so I guess for the listener, I'm, I'm sure your listeners know that you're a Cardinals fan. I, I am yeah, a Mets fan. I would fan. hope so. Um, I I think the ship. Any any self realizing Mets fan has to understand that a he's already opted into free agency. Like it's not like they were going to seal him up like they did Diaz, for instance, the best closer right. in baseball, who will remain with the Mets for the next five years to the tune of about 103 million dollars. I am. I will be sad if DeGrom left. He is arguably the best pitcher on paper uh, in the in, in the major leagues. Uh, he has not been the best p- pitcher in action, certainly not this past season uh, or the season before that due to injury, but also, like, my guy kind of gave up to the biggest starts of the season. Um, yeah. I'm not saying that that, you know, <clears throat> doesn't garner goodwill. I will miss him. He is, he is the GOAT for a reason, uh, but... No, yeah, he's. There's already there's rumors of the Rangers. There's rumors of the Cardinals. There's rumors, you know, the Yankee Met discourse lately has been fraught. Let's say, <laughs> sure. Uh, as as like, the general consensus is that uh, Judge will come to the Mets and Degrom will go to the Yankees, and I don't know. We'll see about Ooh. that. I don't think any of that will happen. But um, yeah. there's also I talk think that- if y'all got if y'all got fucking Judge, oof, yeah, <laughs> oof. yeah, yeah. fucking I mean, oof. Either way, I, I'm not worried about the, the price tag so much, only because Steve Cohn is the richest man in baseball and can sure. can afford sure. all of that if he wants to. Um, the only thing I don't want to happen is I don't want the DeGrom to go to the Braves because, and I apologize if anyone here listening is a Braves fan, but fuck the Braves. So um, <laughs> I probably lost a few friends with that one, but um, that's fine. That's, that's, that's my fine. spy. That's my spicy take. Uh, but yeah, if the, if DeGrom yeah. goes to the Cardinals. Uh, be my guest. Maybe he will get Ar- Arenado and Goldschmidt to get vaccinated in, in the meantime. So, oh, well, no, don't get out of yourself. Don't get out of yourself, buddy. <laughs> World Series or bust. If we'd played a game against, like, <laughs> like there was a moment in July. I think mm-hmm. the first time they had the like, I'm not playing the series because it's in Toronto. There was a moment. Where it was like, what if we play them in the World Series? Like you're gonna get a shot to play in the championship, or you're just gonna yeah. sit out three games? Oh, we we just I discussed this at length with my my little baseball crew, and we were just like, are they actually gonna do it just so they can play? If it goes that far in the playoffs, and they have to play Toronto, will they get vaxxed just so they can travel? And yeah. I was I was genuinely kind of like their own good. I was trying to be altruistic with it. I was like, <laughs> do the right thing and get the fucking shot so you can go play. You know what I mean? Like that's it. Yeah. So anyway. Yeah. It's all right. They got Jesus on their side, so they'll be all right. They'll be, uh, I, I should say, though, <laughs> despite how the chippy things got with the Mets uh, and the Cardinals this year, um, congratulations to Mr. Arenado on, what, his 10th Golden Glove in a row? Dude, the fact that he's been playing for 10 years and has 10 Gold Gloves is almost sickening. It's, 
I didn't realize it was every. It's impressive as hell. I, I am. You know, kudos. I'll say that. Kudos yeah, to Mr. Aaron sure. for ten gold. I just imagine him walking around with ten little, ten little gold gloves on each of his fingers. You know, <laughs> on what his I mean? fingers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or he wears ten gloves like a necklace. There you or go. On a big chain around his, on yeah, his yeah, neck yeah. that weighs like <laughs> seventy-five pounds. <laughs> Yeah, the shit's insane. Uh, he kept doing shit this year. That was the thing. Is that like, you know, when you have a good defensive player in any sport, mm-hmm. baseball included, uh, when someone's consistently good, like we had Harrison Bader, and then we gave him to the Yankees, and then he hit four home runs in the NLCS. Uh, it's fine. Don't worry about it. Um, <laughs> sad, <laughs> yeah. Not sad at all. Every time Bader would make a diving play, it was this weird combination of like, that was amazing, and also, of fucking course he did. Yeah. Uh, and Arenado is like that to the nth degree. Like every third game, uh, even our even our color commentator would be like, eh, "It's just being Arenado," and I'm like, "Yeah, that's that's weird though." Yeah, like that, he's I, doing I, shit that's consistently inhuman. I, I uh, and that's how I mean Mets fans felt about Degrom because his his stat line was so insane for so long. Then as soon as he had like one bad game, it was like, oh my god, he's done. It's he's it's over. You know what I mean? Like, and (laughs) and we all had to kind of come back down to earth and be like, the man is an alien, and will have like one of the best stat lines for any career of any pitcher ever. But you have to understand that like he's still, I mean, he's an alien, but he's still human. You know what I mean? Like he's gonna have a bad game once in a while. Like it happens. Like that's all. Yeah, you you drop the you drop the ball every once in a while. Uh, (laughs) The fact that he pitched like six to seven innings. Six or seven games in a row, and each time had like ten plus strikeouts. Shut yeah. the fuck up. Yeah, yeah. What exactly. the fuck? And I, my dad has this beef that he has. Sorry, everybody, expecting a video game only podcast. That's how <laughs> <Yeah>. this is. <laughs> my dad had this beef. It continues to. And I'm sure we'll argue about it again. That like batting averages are dropping because batters are trying too hard to get good launch angle. And I was like, that would make sense if. DeGrom, who's had 14 strikeouts his last three starts in a row, mm-hmm. was striking people out on pitches in the zone. Correct. But he's striking people out on pitches like two feet outside the zone. Uh, which means... Sometimes. I don't think that's sometimes. routine, but yes. Like, he's known... He, he'll get that... He'll get something working outside every once in a while. Yeah, I mean, he'll get that... He'll get people looking, out. too, though, because they're expecting that out, the, out that outside pitch. And he'll, yeah, get, and he'll, you, he'll bury you, you through, down the center. You know what I mean? So. Yeah, if you guess like an 88-mile-an-hour slider outside, and instead you get a 97-mile-an-hour fastball inside... Sorry, there's really not shit you can do about that. That's it's true, and I, I mean that's that's what you want though. You want somebody with a repertoire and somebody who can move yeah. the ball around. You know, you're playing with a very, you know, it, it's that quote from Apollo 13, right? Where like you know they're trying to re-enter on you know in a in a window the size of a quarter or whatever. Like that's what a pitcher's doing with all his mechanics, and then yeah. throwing at that kind of velocity or that kind of skill or that technique, and then still striking these guys out who are literally professional hitters. You know what I mean? Yeah. So making and professionals. I, and that's not the like ground. That's any. That's any pitcher. That's any pitcher. Yeah. You know what I mean? So. Well, we had the same. We had the not the same. <clears throat> I won't say the same, but we had a similarly inhuman uh, showcase from Helsley this year in St. Louis. Sure. Mm-hmm. Who was throwing like a hundred and four at the All Star game? Yeah, which is yeah. fucking <laughs> what? Uh, uh, of all the games to throw a hundred and four at, like that's the one you do. The it. one <laughs> where literally nothing else is happening right. but you right now. You're just you're spending the day trying not to get injured. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, come on. Yeah, <laughs> right. and he's like, but watch this adrenaline, baby. <clears throat> yeah, uh, and he didn't he didn't come out of his shell until after that All Star game when he figured out his slider. 
it's always interesting to see how that happens, isn't it? How the outfit yeah. break becomes this kind of like make or break moment for a lot of people where like they're yeah. having a great first half and then and then they go quiet for the second half after an all-star break. I mean, whether or not you play in the all-star game or the home run derby or anything, it just becomes that weird lull or yeah. kind of like milestone, you know what I mean, where it can make or break a seat. Like, you, I mean, guys like um, – like Pete was on a tear, you know. Alonzo was going crazy, yeah. And he got a little quiet afterwards. I mean, he picked it up towards the end of the season, but they got a little quiet. I mean, the guy's still, you know, crushing. Like again, it's yeah. one of those. It's one of those perspective things. Like you try and kind sure. of balance it sure. around. Uh, well, um, we had. I mean, Pujols. What your expectations are versus what they do, but yeah, anyway. right. Pujols apparently debated retiring in June. That was, so was fun the first to watch this year. The dude. first half of the season was going so bad. He was like, "I might be done." And someone yeah, yeah. was like, no, don't. And so he decided to go, to, and they got to the All-Star break, and I swear to God, that dude just got praise poured on him for Bathed like four days. Love. It was yeah. amazing watching and that. And he came and back I, yeah. and was like, you know what, fuck it, I'm going to do something crazy. And, man. He got he, 700 plus, right? Like, I mean, it was Yeah, he got to, to 703. Like, he hit like 22 home runs in 17 or 18 in the second half of the season. Like, chill, dog. So so fuck. good to see. Like, such a good baseball moment. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's a... You know, once in a generation kind of thing. So yeah, this year was a this year was an interesting year as a Cardinal fan because like yeah, we didn't win the World Series, but like Wainwright and Molina set the record for most games started as a battery. Mm-hmm. They set the record for most games won as a battery. Mm-hmm. Yachty set a bunch of fucking records. The Pujols hit over seven hundred home runs and had hit as many extra base hits as Stan Musial and passed Babe Ruth in RBI all time. Oh, wow. Like what? And next year, Yachty and Bueno are gone, or Yachty and uh, Pujols are gone. <sighs> Cardinal fans got to batten down the hatches. Like next year will not be as fun. Well, it's time to it's time to take that money and invest now, right? I mean, it's either no, either, yes. either you're either you're really uh, uh, putting some proper effort into your farm system and developing young players, or you're going to get really aggressive on the open market and sign some sign some real talent, right? So. Yep. We need Xander Bogarts and Wilson Contreras, please. And okay. our pitching, our pitching will be okay. Okay, hopefully. <laughs> Xander Bogarts Look, I, would seal up our infield, which would be to, to, to bring it full circle. I will say, like, I, I, I would be, I would not be sad to see Degrom put on a Cardinals jersey. I'm just saying, I, would be there are. Sick. I, I mean, have fun with it. Keep him healthy, best you can. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. So, I mean, we couldn't it. keep Matts healthy. Healthy. So, <laughs> who? Stephen Matts. <laughs> yeah. Former Met Stephen Max. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, 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 no. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, like, <coughs> Philly, Philly dropped him. Is that what it was? I forget. Something what like that. Okay. Something like that. He uh, he came back from a uh, from a rehab stint because he yeah. fucked his arm up or something. Yeah. And like pitching a one hit or two hit shutout in the seventh inning, fucked up his knee going after a ground ball at first, and it was like dog. It would be their third hit of the day, <laughs> and we're oh. winning by four. Yeah, Chill. you could have let that one go. You got you have yeah. infielders to help you here. Yeah, 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 he tried so hard, and I'm like, I appreciate that. But what if next time you didn't? <laughs> what if next time you went? Nah. What, what if you hadn't at all in the first place? <laughs> yeah, what if you let a little Bartolo Colon get in you, and you just let one just go past, roll yeah. past you? It's fine. It's fine. Former Mets uh, pitchers who hit home runs, not for nothing. We'll never see that shit again. Man, but, you know, man. <laughs> in San Diego, off the Western Metal Supply Building. What a fucking, oh, what a moment. It was a big day. It was a big day. <laughs> <laughs> Every day with him was a big day. <laughs> Have you seen the man? <laughs> I love oh, it. Uh, they brought him out for Old Timers Day. That was kind of fun. That's That rules. Who else yeah. came out? Uh, just about everybody. In fact, I think it was, 
I could be wrong about this, so I apologize to the Mets. But it was the same day that, or on the same weekend, in a couple of days that uh, Keith Hernandez got his uh, number put up. You know what I mean? They retired his jersey, that his number, sure. and all that. And uh, but they uh, they came out. Uh, oh, I mean Piazza obviously was there. Um, of course. I think David Wright was in attendance, but did not play. Jose Reyes came out. Um, a bunch that I'm going to blank on now, but like it, it was the more the more important fact was that they finally did it after years and years of not doing sure. it because the Wilpons, the former owners, were <clears throat> uh, cheap, frankly, and hey. didn't want to shelf that stuff. And we don't have that problem anymore, which is nice and fun to say. Very nice, so, very nice. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You got yourself a, a proper George Steinbrenner running. <laughs> For years, you know, that was the Mets thing, just complaining against the Yankees, just spending money to win. Yeah. And now now, now it's our turn. <laughs> <laughs> and people complain to Mets fans, and they're like, hey, shut the fuck up. That's right. That's like, right. Yeah. You're like, All right. well, can't say 27 <laughs> rings yet, but. Well, you know, something about it. a pot and a kettle here. I don't know what the exact <laughs> metaphor <I don't>... is. <laughs> I'll let you know. I'll look it up. Or I'll Google it. It's fine. Yeah, it's, yeah. I'm sure if you Google pot and kettle, you'll get there. But yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. I, can't be, I can't be bothered. Exactly. You know? I can't be bothered. Well, what uh, what have you been what have you been up to this year? I mean, playing games wise, like yeah, you games wise. Anything that you that you fucking dig? So a, I was. It's been a quiet year, right? It has, and I think we're, we'll see things pick up. We talked about this last time, I think a little bit, and and I think that's generally pandemic related. Sure. Um, making games is hard, and then you make it everybody transition to remote, which has proven, I think, to be a very good thing. But I, you know, you're going to see delays, and you're going to see things slip, and. And people readjust, and <clears throat> I think because of the, you know, obviously the new console generation that no one can get their hands on, myself included, <clears throat> um, I, uh, you're going to see the shift of like the things getting made for Gen Eight is going to fall away, and it's everything's going to be Gen Nine, and that'll be that. Yeah, you know what I mean. Uh, which yeah. is, it, I mean, it was only a matter of time. Um, I was trying to down, you know, pre-order and pre and pre and queue up God of War, Ragnarok earlier this evening, but. PlayStation Store didn't want to take my money, and I'm not knocking Sony because I work closely with Sony. Uh, but uh, it is frustrating when I'm trying to get that game to go. Uh, yeah, sure. I I would like to get that ready to go. <clears throat> um, the thing I've been playing the most lately is Marvel Snap, and I am not a mobile guy, but Marvel Snap is extremely solid. Dog, it's I'm so happy good. I finally have someone to talk about this uh, oh. with. So like oh, I I don't like I don't like mobile card games. I'll play some mobile games. It's fine. I played Hearthstone for like a week and then yeah. a buddy yeah. at my at one of my former jobs kicked my ass with three different decks yeah, and yeah. I installed the game. Um I don't play mobile card games. <laughs> I, so I, don't. I took my ball and I went home. Yeah. I no, went home. Not. Yeah, no, <laughs> fuck that. He beat me with like a Murloc deck. Okay. And I was like Fuck this. He's killing me with like one level power level cards. I yeah, yeah. Um so yeah, I saw like three ads or four ads in one little session on Twitter and I was like, mm-hmm. mm, okay. And then I I'll actually I think I looked into it and found out that it was a, a previous Hearthstone director and other people and that like they've been playtesting it for months. And I was like, okay, I'll give it a shot. And oops. It's it's real good. It's real, uh, what's what's your collection level? I just want to I want to find out. You want oh you want to do a little playing. stat comparison? Let's okay. do it. I wish there All was right. a stat page, honestly. Well, I'll, I'll say this: Did I throw down a, a secondary ten dollars for the new season pass last night? Yeah, yes, yeah, yes, I did. Yeah, of course I did. You know why? Because I was like, maybe it won't be as interesting. And then I saw it was Black Panther, and I was like, oops, 
Yep. Yeah. Doing it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, imagine the timing of that. It's almost like there's a new movie coming out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Why, it's not why like they plan these things. I don't Who know. Does that? Um, <laughs> uh, collection level is six thirteen. Damn. Okay. How long <laughs> you been playing? I mean, I think I st- I picked this up like the day or two after it came out. Okay. Okay. I've only had it for like a week and a half. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. I mean, which I think... actually is gonna look really bad for me. <laughs> I'm a three seventeen. Okay, that's not you're. So you're, I think you're just dipping into the second pool of cards. Yeah, it's just then? in the pool too. Yeah. Yeah. Pool okay. three is like four eighty or something like that. Uh, which... right around five. I want to say. Yeah. So yeah. I just started kind of messing with that. But yes. Oh, uh, pool two. So to I guess for people who don't know what the fuck we're talking about. <laughs> Uh, Marvel Snap is this card battling game that just came out. Uh, from the same guy that, that made Hearthstone. From the guy that made Hearthstone. Yeah. Brody, uh, the, I don't know the, how you say his name. but The yeah. dev team is Second Dinner, mm-hmm. right? Um, That's correct. It's been out since early October. It's been in beta or alpha for obviously months before that. Uh, you have 12 card decks, which is small as fuck. Like most games are way bigger decks. Uh, 12 card decks, which are small and mobile. And then you play on a field of three positions, four cards per position. Um, you're not taking down enemy health. You're taking. You're not taking down opponent health. You are accumulating score at each location. And I guess the last fun bit of information is lo- the locations reveal left to right, turn one, turn two, and turn three in a six-turn game. But it's, um, yeah, best to take two out of three locations to win, right? There you go. That's, yeah, or yeah. or highest score, and that happens to if me. You, yes, more yes. often than not. Uh, <laughs> not more often than not, just more often than I would think. Um, but there's the a me- reason for that. There's a reason for that. <laughs> my meta, my meta approach is different. I think. Fair. Um, I I was mad. I shouldn't say I'm mad, but I was disappointed that Polygon <laughs> spoiled my meta, my my double dino deck. I came up with it a couple of days before they published that article, and I feel like I was like the only one playing the double dino deck. And Wait, how are you playing a double dino deck? So <clears throat> the Moon Girl. So uh, double dinosaur only works. It, it gets it starts with a three base power, and you get the plus two power per card in your hand. Yeah. Moon Girl will double your hand up to seven, right? Oh. So if I get an initial draw of Moon Girl, who's a four cost, basically the last three turns are Moon Girl, double, uh, double Dinosaur, Double Dinosaur. Because I've doubled it, you know, and because it, it, when they double the hand size, it's it's the cards that already exist, so you basically double up the existing cards in your hand. Sure, is, so if you have a dino in your hand and you play a Moon Girl, now you yeah. have two dinos and yeah. extra cards. Yes. Okay. Okay. I'm already seeing See, some interesting played... stuff with uh, Arnim Zola and Black Panther, which is the new card this this season. So I don't have uh, a Zola yet. I haven't played Black Panther yet. Zola's, um, I think, is pool three. Black Panther, you, you should have gotten immediately. I have Black Panther. I yeah, yeah okay. With right, right. Um, I saw someone someone beat me handily by, uh, and I just got what is his name? Hood? No, Cloak. The move the guy. One, the one who lets you move people yeah. to his location. Yeah, Cloak. Yep. Yeah, so pair that with played, dagger, dude. I have a move deck as well, and, and that's a good combo. You my deck I mean? is move right now, and like okay. it's move because pool two is all those movement cards. Yeah, and so I've just been getting shit that's like, oh my god. Oh. So I got if you can I bounce a, vulture around a few times, you'll vulture. Have some yeah. Yeah, 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 that's a good. I one. uh, I had a game that was like it was Kun Lun, so the double on reveal abilities, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I threw Iron Fist down, and then I threw, um, sorry, Vulture down. Mm-hmm. Moved him over and got him to 13. And then I played 
uh, cloak on Kunlun, which means you can move people here this turn. So I moved him and then got that to 18. And then I played my last round. I played uh, Heimdall oh, nice. on Kunlun. The full shift. Yeah, exactly. So it moved him another. So we got 10 more. So he was a 28 power card at the end of the game. And uh, I won that location with him alone. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it rules. It's really it's good. My, it's it's super quick and it, it's a proper deck builder. It's it it scratches the itches of the collection stuff. I you cannot spend money. I don't know how you don't at least for the season pass. Um, yeah, if you pay for the season pass, you can like. What I found is most efficient, not efficient, but like this is gonna be a hell of a pace for them to keep up, though. I'm not sure I'm gonna be Ooh. down to keep yeah. to was it like a month per season or something? Like, yeah, I, don't know, I, I feel like it goes quick, and I feel like it's gonna go in, in such a way. Like, I'm not sure I'm gonna. I mean, ten bucks a month for a game, not unheard of, um, but that's substantial content, and I'm just kind of curious yeah. to see if they can sustain that. Because I mean, and also at some point, like the. <laughs> The library of heroes will run out. So, like, is it just sure. is it just variants and all and card variants at that point? After that, like variants what, and new locations. I'm curious. I'm curious. Yeah, it's. I, I'm interested to see what the season, long game is here. You know, they could put out a season with new game modes. Potentially. Um, Potentially. Yeah. I mean, I, don't know. I, I think they were already talking about like, oh, you know, you can look up your friends and like, you know, in a or in a coming update, you'll be able to like go and you know. Oh, friendly matches would be sick. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, yeah, that'd be great. I mean, it's that'd a good, good way, like test decks and stuff too. You know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah, it's like a shooting range for your deck. You can yeah. be like, hey, I want to try a thing out. Yeah. So my deck's mostly momentum. I got a multiple man. I got an iron fist. I got mm -hmm. a vulture. Mm -hmm. I got a heimdall. I've got miles, of course, because if you move one person, he becomes a one power card. Uh, which is stupid. I love it. Yeah. And then I've got it's a mo it's a movement deck and it's a carnage deck. Oh yeah. Oh, so you're doing the the destruction, like you know, Carnage eats. Yep. Gets yeah, powerful. Yeah. So I've got like. I've so got you throw like Bucky in there too to get Winter Soldier out of that. I don't have Bucky yet, oh, but okay. I will as soon as I do. Yeah. But enough. I've got uh, I've got uh, Wolverine, Wolverine and Mister Mister Sinister. I don't have Sabretooth yet either. Sabretooth's a good one because you eat Sabretooth and then he gets the same power. He goes back into your hand and costs zero. And he's free. Yeah. I need yeah. That bad. I need that. Mr. How does Mr. Sinister? Oh, I guess because he doubles up and then you just eat. It's like yep. a one turn card instead of having to take two turns to fill a spot. Yep. You're using him once. And okay, I got you. So I'll play like a Sinister right after Iron Fist. So he yeah. imprints in two locations. And then you throw like Wolverine and Nova and then mm -hmm. play Carnage and he gets his full deck plus everyone gets one power plus Wolverine comes back. Okay. Uh, but no, as soon as I get like a like a Sabretooth or, or uh, a Bucky, that becomes an even more fun play because like. Wolverine just returns, but Bucky yep. and Sabretooth. And he, but he can also move, too, it, on yeah. that return. You know what I mean? Yeah, so. super nice. Super nice. Comes back in another location. Yeah. It's a good game, dude. I'm like you. I'm not a big mobile guy. Uh, this one became kind of a a hot item for me and some colleagues at work because uh, we were getting ready to go to our like, company offsite a couple weeks ago. And so it basically just became like the topic of conversation, and we would just sit there sure. during like calls and meetings and just even when we're like at the bar like drinking beers just like playing marvel snap it was super fun good yeah. little good little good thing what else am i playing i don't know uh <clears throat> i started going back through ghost of tsushima oh okay um did and you, i'm kind of did you beat it once i did not beat it the so when i started playing it originally when it came out uh i ended up moving back west and so everything was like in storage and unable to be accessed for a long time uh, that game's real good 
Um, yeah. I have, I'm very close to the end. I am, I think I just started like the third and last kind of the northernmost area. Sure. You know, you, you ride the horse, the horse dies, and then you're kind of out oh, there. Oh, God. Yeah. You know, Man, that's just got fucked to, me up. I, I went around and collected the, the, the Mongol, uh, not the Mongolian. Is it the Mongolian armor? I forget what it's called. I, it's been a hot minute, but that last mm-hmm. big set of armor that you get, that you're supposed to use. Uh, oh, yeah. The yeah, con. yeah. Um, and that's kind of where I'm at with that. And then, yeah, I'm looking forward to God of War. I think uh, I've been dying to get my hands on Cult of the Lamb. And I haven't had a chance to do that yet. Yeah, I haven't either. I remember uh, seeing trailers and being like, I'm going to play this. And then didn't. Yeah, no, I, I, I everybody uh, that I know that played it, loved it. And uh, it's just one of those kind of things. I There's a roguelike thing to it, but there's also, you're also kind of doing this like, you know, um, like city building, I, it's that, building but it's shit. not city building. Yeah, exactly. Like this yeah. resource management, but you're like, and I love that kind of stuff. So I'm, I'm interested to give that, sh- that a whirl. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I have been playing Minecraft with my kids. Uh, my, my, both my kids are super into it. Skins, the whole deal. Watching YouTubers. All right. Uh, All right. Yeah, you know that kind of thing. And I think, and, and I'm playing lots of cool stuff at work. That I can't talk about. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Unfortunately, of course. that's uh, the shit that always is like. Oh, and not I to wish. be a dick about it, but I, I uh, you know, keep your eyes out because there's uh, next couple of years of private division gonna be real interesting. So fuck yeah, that's that's awesome though. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. It's always uh, not always. I shouldn't I shouldn't overgeneralize, but it's frequently for me like a okay. I like these publishers, these indie or like triple mm-hmm. I publishers. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope they keep putting out good stuff, right? Because it's, I don't know. There are very few artistic people, publishers, filmmakers, any artistic, like you put out a thing. There are very few people that do that regularly that are able to like continuously knock it out the park, right? Like there's a reason Jordan Peele is notable. Sure. Because like dude doesn't miss yet. Um Kojima has gotten to the point where everything he makes, someone's going to be like, it's, it's masterful. Um, but like private division or, uh, of course my brain shuts down right now. Devolver. I mean, you can talk about Team, Devolver. You can talk about Annapurna. Team 17, Annapurna. Team 17, yeah. absolutely. Um, I'm always like, I hope that they can continue this quality. And like most of the, most of the time so far, it's been, it's been pretty good. And that's exciting. They're not all bangers. I'm, I'm going to be right. honest with you and, and sure. kind of clear cut. Like, I think we take risks, um, not just when I say we, I, I, I do mean private division, but at the same time, I think I can tentatively speak for things like Devolver. I mean, they everybody has their own criteria about what they want to put out. You know what I mean? Sure. But at the same time, I, it's awesome that this space exists because it's not dependent on a big AAA thing. Yeah. Uh, it's not going to be so small to... Uh, um, not make a mark or just get lost in the mix, right? And, yeah, right. Uh, what you hope for is that something at that scale maybe, you know, breaks through, right? But it, this middle yeah. kind of ground of, like, we can take some kind of, you know, up-and-coming or established developers that have kind of either already made their mark or are on the verge of doing so. And and if if we can get that final push across and get something out there that that makes, you know... Um, makes a mark or, or resonates with folks or, or just feels like, hey... You know, maybe it's just about having good taste. Like we're doing stuff that's a little bit yeah. different, and it's not—it's not your, you know, run-of-the-mill stuff. I think that's—I think that's what's intriguing about it, and and it keeps. And it, again, I think we talked about this a little bit last time, where like I just 
indie games in general are going to be always be the thing that drives the industry forward. You know what I mean? Yeah. You can throw yeah. money at the AAA and stuff, and and you're going to get great products, no no doubt. But new mechanics, fresh 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 ways to kind of leverage minimal resources in in, in ways that <clears throat> make you truly creative, not just in 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 the form and in the, in in the medium, but like really pushing your themselves as developers and and us as publishers to kind of make sure yeah. we can reach an audience you know what i mean and i you know i know that sounds very sticky and but that's that's what's exciting <laughs> about it for me that's but, all right so. nothing wrong with being sticky if it's true i i, I that's it exactly <clears throat> i had this i don't want to call it a realization a revelation i was in college um but you know what it probably like it's still it's still the test of time when i was in college one of the first things i wrote on my website um mm-hmm was i had just played mark of the ninja it's a good one clay baby. and yeah so it was i found it oh my god february 6th 2014 one of the i want i don't want to read this it's probably bad <laughs> but uh, my the article you gotta go I back and was, delete old tweets every year man yeah. just saying, that's the rule oh dude that's why i have time hop i checked time hop <laughs> and time hops like 10 years ago you made fun of a kid at a college basketball game i i say that shit and i've never gone back and deleted old tweets <laughs> I've done a couple. I've done a couple. Uh, I probably should. (laughs) I've deleted a couple. I made fun of a kid that said he looked like Earthworm Jim, and I was like, "That's a meme." Yeah. So I deleted it. Uh, Also, I had a I had a really dumb like dad level joke about women and driving that was years old that I was like, (laughs) Uh, (laughs) "18 year old me doesn't need to post that shit." Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) That's really Uh, funny. There's a great. I forget. I forget, uh, it's one of the Beastie Boys, and I think he was, I don't know if you ever listened to the audiobook of their, their memoirs, like the, the no, Beastie Boys audiobook. Get it? Okay. Listen to it. I'm telling you, it's the greatest audiobook of all time. Not only is it a great, like, physical book, and, like, there's a bunch of really cool things that they pack yeah. into it, the audiobook is great because they get a bunch of celebrities to read each chapter. So, like, Will Ferrell does one, I think Paul Rudd, like, like other musicians. It's awesome. It's fantastic. Sick. Sick. And it's got that, it's got that BC voice, like, very humorous, very good vibe. You know what I mean? But, yeah. like, uh, it wasn't Mike D. I think it was Ad Rock who turned around and said, one of these, like, it's like, yeah, we did, you know, some really dumb bro frat boy bullshit. And then we changed because ultimately, like, I would much rather be a hypocrite than change to some fucking dumbass shit. Do you know what I mean? That I have to <laughs> sure. kind of carry with me forever. You know what I mean? And sure. I was like, oh, that's that's how I feel about, you know, old tweets most of the time. You know what I mean? Sure, sure. <laughs> Fuck yeah. No, dude. I, uh, so I, in 2014, I wrote a thing that said why indie games are saving the industry. That was the title. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I frequently remind, I think about that. I'm like, damn. Like tw- fucking eight years ago, so twenty-two-year-old tw- <laughs> me, mm-hmm. like saw something and was like, "Yo, it's indie games," and that's been one of the most tried and true observations I think I've made. That like, yeah, there's a lot of like good and big AAA stuff, right? But sure. by and large, those things emulate changes that are seen in smaller scale games because those are the games that are allowed to take the risks, right? Like exactly, you. Yeah, that's exactly you get, right. I- you, it's yeah. the it's the breakthrough stuff that gets that gets the polish and, and the extra kind of resources kind of thrown at it when it becomes a proven thing a little bit. And I sure I, I think we might be drinking our own Kool Aid a bit. You know what I mean? Like I I was anticipating Modern Warfare two to be, come out and mm-hmm. not really do much. And apparently it's the most successful Modern Warfare they've ever had. And I was like, well, that's a, a surprise, frankly, because look, no, we yeah. all know the audience is there to a certain extent. But I I was kind of wondering or starting to feel like. 
maybe maybe some of these franchises are are moving or or the audience is moving away from it to a certain degree and i i guess i was completely proven wrong you know what i mean well i think call of duty is an interesting case right because sure numbers of those games have been dropping yeah i mean vanguard vanguard as far as i know did not i mean i was at blizzard at the time and and so activision obviously being kind of hat in hand or you know next door was we were kind of seeing some of these results and i it was interesting to kind of Look at what Vanguard was doing, and again, Vanguard is doing something on a scale that is so huge that, by and large, is, is a success when you talk about it compared yeah. to an indie game. You know what I mean? But it's just compared not to other Call of Duties, Call of Duty. right? <laughs> exactly. And so when you talk about Modern Warfare Two and 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 kind of the way they rolled out, it's you know, honestly, I was that's the kind of stuff you wanted for something like Halo Five. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. Yeah, one hundred percent. It's wild. It's wild. Like I don't think that Call of Duty has the staying power to continue doing that. Um, modern Warfare is tapped into something, and it's it, maybe it might. We'll be, see. Might be I the, I, I feel yeah. like you are. St- I would tend like may like my gut check says that you're probably right, but at the same time, like I mean that's game that's entertainment industry in general, games, movies, whatever you want to you know kind of associate with it. But like we are very much in this place where we think we know what we're doing or where things are going, and we are routinely proven right just as often as we are proven wrong. You know what I sure. mean? Sure. So. Sure. I mean, like, what was the game I was talking? I was talking with a friend the other day about a game from the 360 era mm-hmm. that, like, oh, my God, do you remember Brink? Oh, of course. The Bethesda shooter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was the, the parkour shooter. It had the, yeah. the, the, the sky blue cover on it. and um, Dude, the great art, and you could play, like, the cops or the refugees. Everyone I know. That, that to me, it, as I look back, its legacy is that it's a game developer's game. Everybody, every, any game developer I know that played the game loved it, but that game just didn't have an audience, and it was a, essentially a failure out of the gate, unfortunately. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, like, yeah. But, like, if, if that game comes out ten years later... If that game comes out in the era of like Overwatch, sure, and comes out free to play and has a sure. cosmetic schedule that looks great, eh? The game's still around. Sure, I mean you could have said the same about the game that I, you know, I, I about disintegration. You know what I mean? If we come out free to play with yes. same thing, you know what I mean? Or or Lawbreakers or something like you know what I mean? Any of that stuff? Oh my like, god! Yeah, dude. Lawbreakers you know. is heartbreaking. Disintegration is heartbreaking. Fucking. I one of my yeah, it's they, still one of they my. They can't all things, be though. bangers. You know what I mean? No, that's what, yeah, I, that, and that's what I mean. Like. And yeah. honestly, that's one of the biggest lessons I've learned just in the industry and working in the industry uh, up to this point is that you can't be precious about shit. No, you yeah, can't. Sure. You know what I mean? Like, I spent five years of my life on that on disintegration, and all, you know, it was a shame what happened. It's a sad that that studio closed down, but I, you know, I really that was very five years of my life that I spent <clears throat> learning and and really doing the thing. And we did get it out the door during a fucking yeah. pandemic. And yeah. I, we made the thing we set out to make, and it's a shame that it maybe 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 we didn't make the right game for folks at that time. I don't know. It was not. Hey, if we'd made a, a cozy, you know, Animal Crossing clone, yeah, well, we, yeah, we, exactly. we, we would have we would have banked. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> well, exactly, exactly. Yeah, but. Animal Crossing is like the funniest <laughs> success story and also example of corporate negligence I've ever seen in my life. Like, oh, I'm interested for you Animal to dig in Crossing, on that. How do you how do you figure? I'm curious. Animal Crossing comes out on accident and hits this perfect window where everyone oh, wants exactly sure. this, right? I, I don't know and if that's negligence. Out, they were still going to no, put that game out, but no, the negligence comes later. They put out no DLC for that game. They had some substantial updates, though. 
They had, I only remember. I think you, a, they could I'm have easily branded it as that. DLC, but they chose not to, and I think that's not necessarily sure. negligence. That's my that that's my argument. But it just feels like that game should have had like they should have been like, oh, people need this right now, and they love it. Mm-hmm. So like, let's give them stuff. And I think that's kind of what they did. You know what I mean? I don't I don't necessarily consider that negligence. Is all I'm saying. So, uh, well, maybe maybe the people that I've talked to that have played that game because maybe I'm being optimistic. I don't know. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. I don't own a Nintendo device yet. I, that's my. Okay. That's my biggest. My biggest blindside. But the people that I know that have played it have been like, "Yeah, I wanted like more stuff," and maybe that's just my friends being ungrateful. Like to be completely honest, I would uh, love to know. Have, like you got to have to imagine the the perspective of that conversation though. Around what if the pandemic wasn't happening? They would have been like, "Yo, this game is too big. I'm never gonna get all this stuff." Do you know what I mean? Valid Which, as fuck. Actually, I'm just like, saying we like, don't have the stock market. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and we don't have that whole meta being on social media yeah. for months if right. people have something to do. Yeah. And that that sounds bad the way I worded it. But like you know you, like, like I, you said I, th- I understand the a, point you were trying to make. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh it's interesting. I Man, I, I think <laughs> Animal Crossing Animal Crossing was probably one of the greatest things that could have possibly happened during the pandemic. Do you know, yes. for, at least from a gamer perspective. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I, I, I'm willing to bet that there's a healthy amount of people that became gamers because they were like they watched all these people actually getting some relief on their switches because of Animal Crossing, and they were like, "All right, uh, you know, sign me up. Let's go." Do you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. One hundred percent. Yeah. It looks like Happy Home Designer. Nope. I just looked it up. It's been one whole year since the Happy Home Paradise DLC okay. dropped for New New Horizons. So I guess people well, are just upset there hasn't been another one. But honestly, um, like, eh. Even at this point, I'm not sure. I, even if I was gobbling up Animal Crossing content, speaking strictly for myself, yeah. I at this point, I think... Would you go back? No. And, yeah. I'm not, and I'm probably not going yep. to. And that's that, that speaks to my age. That speaks to the way I play. That speaks to a bunch of other no, factors. No, 100%. We're in the are same there people boat. that would? 100%. You know what I mean? I, there are probably, yeah. There's probably an audience for it. I am going to throw out a wild hypothesis and say they have other things in development right now that sure. are probably eating up their resources. And one of them may or may not be, you know, uh, Zelda 2 for, you know, Breath of the right. Wild 2, essentially. So, right. Right. Just saying. Uh, because that, if yeah. that that thing ha- it it will, I'm sure. But that thing has to land. Do you know what I mean? And it and right. they're gonna they're gonna make sure that it does. Is all I'm saying. Right. So. Right. I uh, I'm I'm the same way though. Like I played the shit out of Valhalla, mm-hmm. but I played it in a in a form that meant I kind of stormed through it. I sure. put like 110, 115 hours into it in like a My month God. and a half, Ooh. dude. Yeah, I can't wait for Assassin's Creed Mirage because they're like not a big open RPG back to yeah. like the old games. And I remember playing through like <laughs> Brotherhood in like twenty hours and being like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." Rules. Um, it's funny. I, I just recently had a conversation around Black Flag and how, and I made a very strong case why I think Black Flag is the best Assassin's Creed game. But it's up there. It's the least it's of there. it's it's the least Assassin's Creed game of the Assassin's Creed <laughs> games. But I, uh, yeah, no, for sure. <clears throat> For sure, I think my 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 standby is Brotherhood. I think Brotherhood is like two, the one that everyone was like, "Oh shit!" And then they added a Brotherhood of Assassins uh, of Assassins you could call. For that help. was pretty dope. And that was, was like, a great mechanic. Bleh. Yeah, yeah, that was chasing really good. a guy, chasing was... a guy, and being like, "He's gonna get away." Left I over, love, and I, then dude I, just shink comes out of the alleyway, just knocks <laughs> him out, and then it's like it's like gone. It's fucking yeah, fantastic. The fucking I, I best. completely agree. 
I like Fat yeah. Hell a lot. It's just so big. Same with Odyssey, yeah. man. They were so big. I because I just come off Red Dead Two when I uh, when I booted up Odyssey and I was like, oh man, and that's... I and you and you go into the map and you zoom out and that thing is like eight times the size of the the Red Dead Two map, which was already huge. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. I was like, ah, maybe I'll just go back and play Red Dead Two again. <laughs> also, also Red Dead's open world is full of just like random interesting shit to keep you yes. entertained while you go place to place yes. and odyssey's wasn't that wasn't that wasn't that alive um but like specifically speaking to whether or not you would go back to animal crossing yeah i played through valhalla in the fashion that i did and like i bought the version that came with the year one content pass because i was excited about the siege of dublin and the second one uh it was the siege of dublin was the second one the first one was uh about druids I was excited about both of those, but I played through the game in such a quick fashion because for some, was that 2020? Yeah. Give or take right, uh, around there. Yes. Because I remember yeah, packing my I played PS4 uh -huh. and, and, and instead of going back to Tsushima, I bought cyberpunk and I bought Valhalla. Yep. And I, and yep. I queued those up. I was like, I haven't played a game in like four months. Like it's time. You know what I mean? I'm going to go hard yeah. on these. And Valhalla was the Valhalla game that took I over the... because cyberpunk wasn't ready. Yeah. So yeah. Right. Right. Valhalla was the game that I played for the first like two hours on my Xbox One X, sure, and then got my Series X and played it to see the difference and was like, oh shit, sweet, yeah. um, <laughs> substantial. <laughs> yeah. Also, uh -huh. that was the also that was the like a month before my son was born. Oh right? wow, look at that. Okay. So like I powered through that content. Well, that's that's the nerves talking then. Like you're like you got all this yeah. like built up tension about the baby coming, and you're like, I got to do something in my time that's gonna be <laughs> probably it could be either productive or I can play a video game. You know what I mean? Exactly. <laughs> like, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But by the time the first DLC came out, it had been too long. Okay. Like I'd finished it, and sure. I'd moved on. I'd moved. I'd actually played Cyberpunk yeah. right after that, and so like the first it's... DLC came out, and I was like, ah, I put a lot of time into that game. DLC is it's an interesting in. animal, right? Like in yeah. that way, and like timing is so crucial. But at the same time, like this is this is actually something that I feel like people don't. When it comes to game development, black box, everybody knows that story. But like this is the thing: like you ship that game, it's not like everybody goes on vacation after that. Do you know what I mean? Like right. people are still fixing bugs. They're still they're they're getting a day thirty patch together just for the base game. Let alone, you know, if if. If a studio is functioning at a high level, then they've already been maybe in pre-production on a DLC or even a new title for months, if not a year at that point. You know what I mean? Right. Maybe more. And right. keeping keeping those two disparate things, even though they're kind of, you know, intimately connected, going is is no easy task. And it's it's never... I don't know. It's so hard to kind of like, how do you... T here's the thing you worked and got it out. Now, how do you make it better? It's right. always the idea. Um, how do you make it more interesting? And, and oftentimes, when you talk about like campaign games that do that, those DLCs get so specific. You know what I mean? That it's it's also it's often like you're really catering to a diehard set of of the right. people that are already playing your game that are hopefully still there playing it. Um, I I feel like I don't I can't think of a good example of DLC that has ever been a thing that draws people like a fresh set of users in. You know what I mean? It's the base game that's oh, going to sure. do that from the get. I, I just yeah. think that's you know yeah uh, no the, I think we we have we'll have to reconvene next summer right because we fun. have yeah. we have that cyberpunk DLC coming out. Speaking of which, Ollie Ollie World Two DLC Finding the Flow Zone out now. 
Is that good? Um, <laughs> dude, I think I'm sorry. I'm, I'm shilling for my company at the moment, but Roll, roll, <laughs> I, roll I, Seven I, made I, an I, amazing made an amazing uh, addition to that entire franchise, and um, and they and they we churned. I, I say churned out. That sounds bad. We we put out two timely DLCs on top of a base game that I don't know. It worked really well, but. Uh, Hell yeah. I love that game. I saw I think that Ali, it's one of the best games that Private Division's ever published. Roll it 7 rules. crushed it, and Ali Ali World is awesome. But anyway. The game rules. I saw DLC came out recently, and I was like, oh, shit. Oh, yeah. Like, like, like literally last back. week. You know, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's ready to go. So. Yeah, that's something that fucking rules. Sorry, I, uh, I had to. I had to do the shill. I had to. I had to put the right. salesman cap on for it a second. It had to happen at some point. It had to happen <laughs> yeah. at some point. It's it's bound to. Um, I think we'll. I think it'll be interesting to see if Cyberpunk brings even more people in. CD Projekt Red. I think Red has it, it already weird... has. They're already celebrating like weeks and weeks of like over like millions of players like online. I like, don't understand. People are saying CD... it's better than ever. I don't know. Like CD Projekt Red to, has but... this habit now. I guess yeah. two times is enough to make it a habit. They put out a game that <laughs> makes a ton of fucking money. Sure. And then it's two separate cases, but whatever. Witcher's Witcher Three is this great game. Everyone's like, holy shit. And then they put out two DLCs that people are like, hold on. The fuck you did better. Mm-hmm. And then the fucking show starts, and the Witcher Three has the highest concurrent player count it's literally ever fucking had. And you're like, okay. That's a one-off thing, right? And then Cyberpunk comes out and stumbles for a while because shareholders can sometimes cause problems. Um, and <laughs> and then you you get this like slow burn as this game like finishes building and it gets its Series X, Series S release, yeah, uh, PS5 release in March of this year, and everyone's like, oh, this is when they wanted to release it, and yeah, probably. Then I, then people come back, but then they put out Edge Runners this summer, right? Yeah, they put out Edge Runners in July, which I've heard nothing but good things about. By the way, fuck that show's so good, dude. I heard I need to go and watch it. I heard really it's good things. It's so good. They're like twenty five yeah. minute episodes. You could burn through a couple mm-hmm. uh, and be done with it in four or five days. It rules. But that show comes out with an update that includes some of the stuff from the show, and that game's concurrent player count fucking spikes. So yep. CD CD Projekt Red's cracked this code where it's like put out the game. Wait a little bit, put out show, break in the money. Well, and it's and like I, I mean that's valid, I guess. But not what's many the term for trans, transmedia or like internet, transmedia? You know, sure. Uh, you know, Halo's been on this tip for a minute. Um, the CD Projekt Red has has enough resources to make things like this happen, and I think you yeah. know you you know I mean Marvel you know, when second dinner gets rights to or the license to go do make a marvel mobile game what do you do with your marketing well you make sure that the second season starts with black panther release of and 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 and, and the black panther 2 movie do you know what i mean like yeah. that kind of like yeah. that's how that works that's that's marketing at its finest do you know what i mean that's yeah. comms that's yeah. pr that's all that stuff um i think i think it's going to be really interesting to see cyberpunk do something similar to i mean the great the great redemption story of all time in my opinion or at least of, of the of our generation for games is is probably no man's sky right yeah. and, and i think that's very that's already in the cards and they're trending in that direction already is from yeah. as far as i can tell you know what i mean yeah. so uh, we'll sure. see but good I good, just, I, good i i want that game yeah. to be the thing everybody wanted it to be like don't 100%. we all like come on 100%. let's go you know 100 so. i uh, i had a conversation with my students yesterday uh because we were talking about like what is art which is a fucking fun conversation because eventually sure. it ends up with people being like 
kind of whatever you say is art. And it's like, yeah, actually, yeah. <laughs> that If you make uh-huh. a thing and go, this is art, that's art. Um, but it ended up, I don't remember how, but I ended up bringing up the Miyamoto quote, right? That a rushed game is forever bad and a delayed game is eventually good. Correct. Um, or him, Ostensibly correct. Opposite. And I feel like there are very rare instances that proves that wrong, that there are yeah, many instances also, that proves that correct, you know? Yeah. I also pointed out after saying that, it hit me like that might, that quote might be in a particular time frame, a time area, right? Or time era. Because like 20 years ago, that quote makes a tremendous amount of sense. Sure. Because stuff's not getting fixed after it comes out. Like this is almost specifically a reference to like Atari's ET, right? Oh, well. That like, oops, like we rushed the thing. Uh, and it's, it, that was not an oops. Yet. First of all, they knew exactly what they were doing to rush something out to take care, take advantage of something. Yeah, you know what I mean? sure. No, yeah, one hundred percent. Now there are there's potential I mean, that you can fix your mistakes now, and that's, that's well an as long as place. as long as you're good, if you have the resources to do it and the talent to to make it happen, um, absolutely. And because a lot of times you make something and if it bombs, then it's like all right, move on to the next thing. If if yeah. you're that lucky and you have the chance to to go make more mistakes you know what i mean because sure. i you know i hate to break this to everybody but that's a lot of what game development is um is, is yeah, just sure. mistakes left and right and then cleaning up and then hopefully cobbling together this weird clay statue of misbegotten you know pieces that that comes out in a in a sensible state and that people enjoy um i think what 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 you what you want at the end of the day is to see people have that kind of redemption right and that that makes for its own great story in the long run yeah um, I what we're I just kind of ties back to what we were saying about the the new console generation and kind of like how quiet things have been from a major release standpoint. Um, I a lot has happened because of the pandemic specifically sure. over the past couple of years that has changed the way that a lot of people and a lot of internal studios or studios internally look at the way they develop games, right? And sure. I'm hoping that this is a sign of change for the good in the sense that it's like, oh, maybe, you know what? Delays, we, you, you you never plan for it. You always try and stick to just, you know, come up with the best schedule you can, and you change that schedule hundreds of times. Um, yeah. Hashtag producer. But <laughs> the at the end of the day, what you hope for is that you put something out that is, A, can stand on its own two feet, but at the same time that you, you are willing to kind of nurture and and let grow from both a player base but also from a from a quality standpoint too you know what i mean sure. and so it's easy to latch onto these very kind of unicorn style stories like hello games or or cd project red but a lot like there are so many things that don't ever get that kind of chance you know what i mean yeah. to, to come back and yeah uh, no i mean I've ho- hopefully we see more of it we're gonna see more and more qu- high quality things come out i mean, I mean we're, we're, yeah. we're literally talking on the eve of ragnarok as it's about to drop and I mean, by all accounts already, that thing is going to be a masterpiece and give give Elden Ring the, the you know run for money for game of the year, right? Yeah, so one hundred percent. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Um, more of that. They you know they were pretty calculated in any delays they made. You're going to look at something like Skull and Bones that has been delayed and Five. been in development. Vin how how long? You know what I mean? My yeah. hope is is that 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 comes out and is a is a shining diamond and a reason for justifying that many people's you know a decade of yeah. those people's lives to get it out the yeah door. sure do you know what i mean yeah. um so yeah we'll see we'll see yeah it's uh it's it's interesting and i i appreciate that there are 
I don't want to say it seems like there are more people because I don't think that crowd was ever small. But recently, it feels like there are more and more people that are being vocal about like fully understanding that this is actually good. Uh, and what mm-hmm. I mean by that is that like it's I I remember back in the day when like something would get delayed and like even as far back as like a decade ago when something sure. would get delayed, I would be like, "That's a good thing, guys. Like yeah. it's okay." Because if they didn't delay it, it comes out in a state they don't want it to be in. I don't have to have that conversation as much anymore. Uh, more, I think more people understand that like games are fucking hard, and like that's a huge. Um, that's because of a huge effort by developers and journalists alike to be like, look, <laughs> these people's lives are sometimes trampled over when someone forces something, and the the developers themselves don't ever want to put anything out that's fucking broken. Yeah. So. They're going to want to delay, like all of the things that I think that the community of developers has been more open about, or like, I don't know, just said, said to people that are willing to listen, I think has put, I don't want to say it put game developers in a better place because they're still assholes all over the place. Um, <laughs> the, the, vocal like, minority, instance, the vocal minority has opinions, my friend. Yes. Yeah, indeed. but for instance, look at GTA 6's leak, right? Uh, in, in I'm not October. sure I'm allowed to comment on it as a Tay 2 uh, employee, but yeah. oh, <laughs> yes, I am oh, aware yes. of the thing that you're, you're referring to. So, so not <laughs> speaking specifically of the GTA stuff, sure. but when that happened... Mm-hmm. A bunch of other, a bunch of people were like, "That looks like shit," <laughs> and a bunch of other developers were like, "No, yeah, it looks, looks like a great game for that's what being it's the, made." Yeah, 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 <laughs> like, yeah, yeah totally. Uh, from where this I, game is, it looks great. Like, here's proof. Here's God of War when it was all gray with blobs. Here's I mean, fucking all, Uncharted, like when exactly. it was squares. And that's why I love things like, unless you're a, like a. Here's the thing. At some point, as a as a fan of of, of a particular medium, whether it be film, books, comics, uh games at some point you have to make a decision as a fan to a engage with a level of understanding about how the how the sausage is made right yeah yeah and and i have a a, a, i have a theory uh and this may be an unpopular theory but there there is that vocal minority has made a decision to kind of not give a shit about understanding how things get made um and i and games are a weird one too because of all those mediums, it's probably still the youngest and, and the least understood, right? And yep. um, we've, as as developers or even publishers, like we've done ourselves a little bit of a disservice in not necessarily uh, taking some of that knowledge to the public. Um, sure. People didn't even know like being a game developer was a possible career for so long. You know what I mean? Yeah. You could pick up your phone and make a movie on it. You can't make a game on your phone. Do you know what I mean? Right. Like, do you know what I mean? I know those are wild yeah. generalizations, but like, do you know understand what I'm saying? Like, there's a certain yeah, sensibility yeah. to to certain aspects of these others art media than there, and less so for games. And I think it, it will behoove us to kind of continue to do things like early access and dev blogs and communication around this process that takes just as many people as it does to you know at least on a AAA level to to yeah. make a movie and and. 10 times as long and there's a reason for that you know what i mean yeah so uh the more people have an understanding around development the the, the more understanding they will be about delays and the more understanding they will be about bugs or levels of quality across any any tier of game that you can think of you know what i mean and that's yeah. and that's only gonna 
serve to create a better audience, a better developer audience relationship. And, and hopefully from a publishing standpoint, like we get to have dialogues about marketing and, and comms that are not just like, Hey, we're trying to sell you something. Like here's something that we think is fucking cool. And we think it, you're going to think is cool too. And yeah. when we agree, then it's not even at that point, it's not even about a, an exchange of product and, and, and currency. It's more about like, yo, we can just all be super excited and happy about <laughs> yeah. this fucking we're, cool thing that got me. Yeah. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Exactly. And, I, and that's, that's now, the ideal, yeah. like the, that's the Elysium version of, <laughs> sure. of, of the, that relationship. But, um, I don't know. That's, that's, that's what I'm hoping for anyway. You know? Yeah, sure. 100%. I mean, I, I, we have the, uh, we have the examples of, you know, Hades, right? Sure. Where they put that game in early access, the community comes around it and it helps make it uh, into what it is. And then it comes Physical out. Physical copies every- published by Private Division, by the way. So you can pick hey, yours up I didn't at any. Know that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. I didn't know that. I got to go find one. That game fucking <laughs> rules. That game fucking rules. I, I, I have this habit with early access games where uh, right now I have Phantom Brigade. Um, which is uh, uh, BYG, BYG, Brace Yourself Games. Okay. Um, Phantom Brigade is like a turn-based tactical mech game that rather than taking your turn and then watching them take their turn and then you take your turn, what you get is a five-second window based on your faction having like a technology they don't where you can see exactly what the enemy is going to do for the next five seconds. Okay. So so you plan and then you hit play. it's the Daredevil card in Marvel Snap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I don't have that okay. card either. I don't. I don't, have <laughs> I don't either. I'm just like I just know what it does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it is. It is. I wish I had it, but it is. Uh, you said so, yeah, you yourself can... games, and this is called what was it called? It's called Phantom Brigade. I'm, um, I'm writing this down because this sounds right up my alley, dude. It fucking rules. Like I'm a huge right now on the top right corner, which is my priority corner of my left monitor. I've got all tactics games. I've got Phoenix okay. Point, Phantom Doctrine, John Wick, John Wick Hex, uh Wildermyth, not Wildermyth. Yeah, Wildermyth, Gears Tactics, Hard West 2. That game fucking rules. Anyway, I want to really Tactics games are the shit. They're my shit. So Phantom Brigade, rather than going, "All right, I'm going to go here cuz that's where they are." And then seeing what they do and it's random. Yeah. Instead, you get the for the next 5 seconds so you can like scroll it like you're editing video. Yeah. Right? In Premiere. You can see what they're doing. Oh, like a scrub. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair enough. You can okay. scrub it. Yeah, that's why yeah. I said scroll. You can scrub it. And then you plan your actions, then you hit go, and you watch everything happen in real time. And then after the five seconds is up, it goes into the next turn, and then you see what their next five seconds are, and then you plan yours. So you get this, like, dramatically fluctuating, mo- like, super motion-based conflict. Right, it's not real time, it's phantom time or whatever their gimmick yeah. is. But that's pretty that yeah. is sounds really dope. But you then know what I mean part one of the updates they put out recently, now there's full there's full match replay. So you can finish a mission in the campaign and then go back and watch the whole thing in real time. Holy shit. And like you can't do that with XCOM, right? If you put that in real it's time, it's the camera like, dynamic in the can replay, can you you we can, can control it's it. a dynamic that's yeah. okay. Okay. And you can like speed okay. up and slow down playback, so you can <clears throat> make these fucking cine- dogs. Sh- shout out to EA Sports for setting that trend way back in the day. <laughs> yep. <But> yeah. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah. The, that's awesome. The... That's really dope. I, that sounds pretty fucking good. I gotta tell oh, you. Oh man. All right. I had one. I won't get into it too much, but I had one match where like I had a guy. I had a mech with a shotgun and a shield. 
So I was yeah. like, fuck it. And he'll get close and then just blow out your legs. Um, which is a thing, right? Front, front facing damage is like chest and, and core rear yep. facing damage takes out legs and then left or right can take out the arms. I played so Battle you can, back in the day. I know. Yeah, exactly. You get it. You get it. You can damage mechs in a purposeful way. So you get good scrap. Mm-hmm. Um, he got his fucking shotgun arm blown off. Oh boy. And I was like, I need all of my mechs for this fight. And then I remembered that I had also put jump jets on him so he could dash. Sure. Cause I was like dashing shotgun shield up. He got his arm blown off and I was like, fuck. And then I realized like the sawed the off, shield... got sawed off. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I should have <laughs> sorry. Sorry. No, it's fine. Sorry. It's fine. <laughs> hey, you're in the right place for dad jokes, baby. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, so I was, I realized he has jump jets and in phantom brigade, you can as an action, uh, drop into the timeline, a block with the shield. Okay. And then you can aim where he's blocking. So I could like aim at a, at a character and they'll always block that character for the next three seconds. And so you can like time that when they're attacking. Yeah. You, exactly. you can, you can bait it, but also, you know, use it to your advantage. I understand. What you're saying. Yeah, yeah. So you, the thought process is you use it to time when you're blocking, when they're attacking you, the game's physics based in a way because when you cross paths, it shows a little explosion. So I was like, what happens? What happens if he dashes into the walking path of this mech and I'm blocking from the mech firing at me? Mm-hmm. And what happened is my mech tucked behind its shield and jump jet tackled a fucking mech through a building. Hey. And I was like, this is the coolest fucking game. Um <laughs> I'm going to play the shit out of this. So like Hades, yeah, that, that, that emergent stuff that comes out, like if they've, it, it, some, some of that stuff, they, it's just solidly built systems that will yeah. interact well. If you push them that way, I'm, I'm yeah. sure they didn't necessarily plan for that. It was just a good fucking moment that oh. just fell into the parameters of that system. That, and the way I had the camera set up, I was behind the building and you watched the building Come, collapse. Oh, Kool-Aid man. Flying. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. I was so happy. <laughs> Oh man. And like I, the, the match that match ended and I I haven't played the game since because also when a game's in early access and I hit that moment where like, I'm going to fuck with this. I just wait. You should post that video to like the steam forums or something. I bet I have it. I bet I have it in my Twitch. I swear. Uh, (laughs) I was streaming that moment. I like to my chat. I was like, I wonder what happens if, and then I did it. And I was like, (gasps) it worked. There it is. That's it amazing. Was. Um, but yeah, like I did the same thing with uh I did the same thing with Hades. I, I got like two playthroughs in and was like, I'm gonna like this too much. I wanna play it when it's done. So I just waited. And, um, and it's probably good that you did because I'm, again that was that was look to your point, one of the things that early access did best for that game. Like that was yeah. a really great <laughs> thing that happened for for uh, super giant and I mean they, they knew exactly what they were doing and they and they yeah. took that community feedback they took all the you know they did everything right to get that thing I mean it's yeah it's there's a reason it's one of the best games of all time yeah uh you know Just anyway bananas, man. <laughs> Just bananas man I love games I love games but also it's it's wild to think of how like volatile not volatile because that that I think that has a negative connotation but like how unknown so much of it feels true and that's how much of it so much of it is here like, here's a fun secret about game development oh, uh, is that most people i know 
that work in games and have been worked as long, even you know fewer or <clears throat> slightly longer than I have. Everything is is siloed, largely, um, unless you're talking to somebody who's been in it for like 20, 25 years. If you're talking to somebody who works in a specific development department, whether it be audio or uh, engineering, design, whatever, um, there's, in my experience at least, there's rarely a case when everybody knows exactly how everybody else does their job. Do you know what I mean? And, sure. and I'm sure that that's true in any business. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know what all the accountants or the lawyers do. I, I didn't go to law school. I didn't, you know, I mean, I use Excel, but that doesn't mean I can do accounting. You know what I mean? Sure. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But my, my point is, is that, like, when it comes to game dev, like, it's not just black box the public. There's a lot of black box shit, you know what I mean, internally, mm. too. You know what I mean? And so I think that's actually one of the things I like the most about being a producer is that I get to kind of dip my toes into all aspects, both from a dev side, but now, and now at publishing, it's way more zoomed out. You know what I mean? But, um, yeah, sure. Uh, I had a more holistic view. It wasn't super detailed and I, and I, you know, only continued to grow my knowledge, you know, as far as, you know, the nitty gritty and the day to day and the, and the kind of, you know, nuts and bolts of it. But yeah, um, it's, I don't know. I, if we knew how to make it more understood to the public, I think we would have by now. <laughs> sure, yeah. But it will, it will get better. It will get better. So. Yeah, that was definitely an argument that I heard right around the like, the industry responding to GTA and being like, "Look, sure. look at our game in in development." People were like, "Why isn't this more of a thing?" And I, I caught myself immediately being like, "Yo, <laughs> if they thought they could, they would." But there's definitely like a I don't want to let people see a thing before it's out. So like I'm not gonna talk about it. And then once it's out, well, do they, they usually care? can't. They're not. They're under NDA. Yeah. They're not gonna. They're not allowed to show right. anything. You know. Right. So uh, my my encouragement would be find studios that you like. Find established studios, and go back and 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 or or I would say go on Twitter. But nobody should be on Twitter these days. But there are cool things that, like, they're like I think it's like blockout, like it's this month or it was last month. You know, designers will do like just show blockout levels. They're all just gray box. This yeah. like you know, people from Naughty Dog are doing it. People I've worked with have done it. Um, there are awesome designers out there showing you how these things come together. Yeah, and uh, there's a there's a good and that's that's the best way to start understanding. Like, oh wow, like you guys figure out. You know, it's it's like drafting or anything else. It's like, oh, if I was a, if I'm a sketch artist, I'm gonna draw the circle for the head first. I'm not drawing all the details first. You know what I mean? There are right. people like, right. you know, uh, Kim Jong Ji, rest in peace, who you know um, could just do that off the fly. But in traditional, you know, game design, you 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 fail fast. Hopefully, yeah. You, you take a bunch of risks. You try you try to prototype stuff out. It's not working. You throw it away and you start fresh and you go figure it out. You know what I mean? It's not nothing. Nothing comes out fully formed from the gate. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the more yeah. people understand that, uh, the 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 better the interaction is going to become between fans and and developers and and publishers. And hopefully, at the end of the day, what we have is, you know, what's been really cool at Private Division actually, <clears throat> and I, I, I maybe I can speak to this, maybe not. Maybe I'm getting myself in trouble. But what we've seen with the, the Kerbal Space Program community is honestly one of the healthiest, most like positive communities I've ever seen for any game anywhere. You know what I mean? And I'm not even actively involved in that production or, or any of that stuff, but I am constantly hearing amazing things about an established player base that has come across and, and kind of weathered some interesting trials around 
uh, Take Two's acquisition of, of 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 KSP, but but how the player base continues to have like this amazing kind of relationship with the developer and and just the idea behind this spaceship game that you build and you launch and everything. You know what I mean? And it's yeah, sure. It's really really cool. And I you know I I don't want to speak too much to it because again it's not something that I work on regularly, but I those things are possible. Like having a good relationship between developers and gamers, it doesn't have to be this constant combat. Like you saw horrible things happening with, with Sony Santa Monica and, 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 and God of War Ragnarok beforehand. Like people, like literally de- developers coming out having to be like, please stop threatening our yeah. lives. Please stop yeah. making us miserable because you're unhappy about the fact that you're not getting the, some, the thing you want on time. Like yeah. there's better ways to do this shit. And mm-hmm. I'm not saying that the, those developers weren't justified in saying those things. They absolutely were. Fans have, as a fan, as a gamer, and no, and, and knowing how the sausage is made, like I, at no point am I ever going to turn around and be like, you know, give me the thing I want because I want it now. Like, no, yeah. I, I'm lucky to get any of this at all, and I'm yes, and me handing them money to buy the product is an exchange that I am absolutely opting into. Yeah. If there's something that you're not happy about, then take your money elsewhere, and that's yeah. it. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you, I, I, do, I, I, I don't need your shitty opinions. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. About something that you don't understand. You know what I mean? And that's all there is to it. And I'm not, that sounds super demeaning, and I, I really don't mean it that way. Like, I, I'm sure I've had some hot takes about movies. Do I understand how movies are made? Not to the degree that I probably should to comment intelligently, but I still do. Sure. Do you know what I mean? Sure. But like, <laughs> yeah, sure. No, <laughs> so. I, I, I frequently catch, like, people saying things, and I'm like, first of all, to that point, to your points there, like, why? Why do you think saying that? It, why? Well, like it's, my it's, brain, my brain breaks yeah. in the middle of trying to figure out, like, what did you hope to accomplish? How does that make you feel? If that made you feel good, why? Like, right. can we talk about this? Are you okay? Right. Like, it's so strange. <laughs> It's so strange. And 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 not to go completely full circle, but I'll bring it back to, to kind of something I think we were t- – I don't know if we were talking about it in the B-roll or, or once we started, but um, maybe social media was a mistake. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> and, here, and here we are. Yeah, valid. And full circle, 100%. Like – yeah, maybe maybe we shouldn't be able to share our shitty opinions in a public place. Maybe right. we should have to live with those by ourselves. That's it. Oh. Or 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 do something appropriate like therapy or or talking to a professional and in in an earnest and genuine approach to learn more about the thing that I'm enthusiastic about. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean. Precisely. And that's it. Precisely. So, yeah, man. I uh, I love I love seeing people be patient. I love seeing people like understand how the sausage is made more because I think that makes them more compassionate. Um, hey. I agree, and I. But I will also say that I understand, and not to play devil's advocate here, but I also understand, like having understand how certain sausage is made, and, and about the things that I really like and enjoy and yeah. treat as a hobby, but also now as a career. Um, I sometimes ignorance is bliss. No, one hundred percent. Do you know what I mean? One hundred percent. Um, so I get it. I do get it to a certain degree, but I I don't think like if you've chosen ignorance, I don't think. I think you lose the right to have spicy takes. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, yeah. If you're willing to or, be like, or at least to a degree, I don't know if there's a spectrum on that, but I, I feel like, or to a degree, surely, you lose, do you know what I mean? Surely so, there's a spectrum. But yeah, yeah, I think if you, if you have the mindset to be like, I don't care to know that much detail about how it's made, 
then you should have the self-awareness to go. Then you have to live with your own opinion, and you're not. And therefore, yeah, exactly. yeah, and therefore, yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna be. An if you've gone, if you've stuff. done your due diligence, and like I, here's here's the thing. <clears throat> Until you, anyone is a lot, like has gone out of their way to like actually try to make something. I don't care if it's a finger paint <laughs> picture with your kids, yep. or uh, uh, a hypercut video of your vacation that you want to show to your relatives instead of instead of old you know projection slides. I think until you understand what it takes to do a long long form thing creatively, uh, ultimately, did. This is this is the trick of entertainment though, because <laughs> all these people put themselves through the ringer for years yeah. to to put a thing out that they hope people will like. Sure. Uh, at the end of the day, I hope they made it for themselves and that they like it. You know what I mean? Yep. But ultimately, we have to make sure that other people like it. You put it out the door; it belongs to them now, and that's that's the that's the shitty that's the shitty exchange that happens with creativity and in the entertainment business. But yeah. at the end of the day, like unless you've gone out of your way to make something creative on your own. And understand what failure means, and understand what trial and error means, and and uh, both what success can feel like, and taste like, and see, and and, feel, and not just from an Instagram <laughs> sort of <laughs> sort of standpoint, but also from like, oh, like I learned, I actually learned something, and now I had, and now I still have the strength, the desire, and the wherewithal mm-hmm. to go back and do it better again. Uh, but yeah, I think maybe. Uh, keep your opinions to yourself, you know. <laughs> until, until that's happened, that's all. That's that's I how I feel about. That, it. Like I knew exactly what you meant. Yeah. Like, like a minute ago, but you were trying really hard not to be like, <laughs> F- like fuck you. Shut yeah, the yeah. fuck up. Yeah. Right. One hundred percent. Like right. unless you've done this, shut up. Uh, but like, and I think yes. that applies to everything. Like, and again, yeah. like, and I'm probably yeah. guilty of yeah. it too. I probably have a bunch of tweets that I need to go back and delete now. But I ultimately, <laughs> ultimately feel that like, if you do not have a compassion, and here's 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 my honest like heavy take about it. There's a human element to all of this, and if you can't yeah. treat other people like they're fucking human beings, then then you don't then you don't deserve a right or a platform to 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 espouse your bullshit views. Yeah, I there are there are fans out there that give a shit about games that understand how they're made, and they have constructive criticism, and that's absolutely valid, uh, warranted or not. You know what I mean? Like if, whether yeah. it was asked for or not, that's fine. I I am of the opinion that there is you know those. No, I'm not going to say that. <laughs> I will say this: <clears throat> that ultimately, at some point, like you have to self police, and if you can't it's it's shitty to comment shit you don't understand yes there are movies out there that i did not like do i need to let everybody know that i didn't like it no i don't i don't necessarily need to do that i can have i can have a civil you know glass of wine with dinner with my wife and say i watched this this certain film the other day and i didn't (laughs) i didn't care for it do you know what i mean fine yeah fine dude that's that's a great place that's a great venue for that conversation i don't necessarily need to do that openly and widely and to the point where like i'm Dude. now i'm getting oh, attention no. for it and now i feel empowered to kind of keep having spicy dumb takes oh, and that's no. you know that's it homie that's it. no i have very real experience with this this was it that was that this year this the last two years have been a long decade um <laughs> fucking morbius came out this year mm-hmm. 
This is sure did, did I talk did I talk to you about this? Movie? I feel like we did we did it we we exchanged some thoughts. I haven't seen it, and I know that you so I know that I, you have, and I know that you wrote yeah. a uh, a piece yeah. about it. Yes, sp- speaking specifically to what you just said. Yeah, like share your shitty opinions in private. I <laughs> wrote a thing that trashed that movie. Sure. And it got more attention on Twitter, Facebook. Right. I think we actually did talk about this last time. No, no, I hear you. And I'm still fucked up about that. Like I believe I constantly am like, man, one, it was fun to do in the moment, but afterwards I felt bad. And also people ate that up. And like the weird, like, oh, seeing how the fuck is sausage is made moment of like, oh, this is why people post like mean shit yeah it's because like people the sake of being that, mean, that, right yeah yeah, yeah, yeah people eat yeah. that up because they're like oh yeah. got him and like i didn't feel good about it no i know and i and... i would hope that as as a, a a critic that understands what that means to be both positive and negative about anything that's creative maybe that's okay maybe that's that means you did the right thing if you feel bad about your take on it it doesn't mean that your take was wrong. It just means that you're a human fucking being. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I worry that <laughs> that the people that have spicy takes, uh, unfounded or not, um, that the lot the lack of humanity in it sometimes is is the worrisome part. That, that yeah. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. So. Oh yeah, it was I, a learning. If you experience. didn't like Morbius, dude, that's cool. If you took the time yeah. to watch it and appreciate it for for whatever it was or for whatever audience it was for, so be it. Um. Yeah. I do not think, I do not think ultimately in the end, um, that if you, if there's something, if there's something, here was, I think we talked, I think I, mean, I alluded to this last too, last time we talked, but I ultimately what I, I think is that if, if we enjoy amazing athletes on a basketball court dunking on each other, um, posterizing the fuck out of them, <laughs> rubbing, there is a junk. direct correlation <laughs> to having spicy takes on popular media, and uh, huh. that is just our, t- our our same way of watching people get dunked on, right? Like that's that all is, it, it, it's it's happening bananas. to Elon right now on Twitter. <laughs> like my guy is getting absolutely dunked on, yeah, uh, to to a level. Unparalleled, uh, unseen before, <laughs> probably a level that would surprise most <laughs> on a platform Honestly. that he owns. <laughs> uh, he bought it and then got bullied on it. Like, what's, yeah. what's happening? Uh, he, it it had the absolute at, uh, you know opposite effects that he was hoping for. But I, I yeah. at the end of the, at the end of the day, I, I think you know not to sound all you know frou frou about no, it. No, that's what, what we want is better dialogue, right? Like, go yeah. learn how the sausage is made and then have a spicy take. Also, what you what you that metaphor specifically, as funny as it was to think about the fact that like dunking on a bad movie is like literally dunking on someone in basketball. Yeah, like that rules. People love that shit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but also like, uh, that's super interesting because there's a way to do that Mm -hmm. in basketball that doesn't start a fight. Correct. And there's ways to do that in basketball that does start a fight. Mm-hmm. And like, those are pretty blatantly different. Like yes. it's not hard to be like that guy got dunked on and then helped the guy he dunked on up. And well, they were this, like, it's, it's basketball. This, it's, it's, exactly. There's a difference between Roger Ebert and your average Sunday morning critic uh, on your local newspaper. Sure. Do you know what sure. I mean? 
Yeah. Just saying. So Yeah. And like, yeah, some there's someone who read a, a review of Ebert's that dunked on their movie and they were like, fuck you, Robert <laughs> Ebert. But yeah. But it's just the same way, the same way that a guy gets dunked on for being in the wrong position and gets up like, fuck you, bro. And the guy's like, you did get in position, my guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you did that wrong, my Congratulations. guy. Congratulations. You just learned a lesson. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. You won't you do know. that again, will you? Thank exactly. you. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> That's very, uh, that rules. That rules. Okay. That rules. Because I think that like, <laughs> sorry, it's just like. I'm learning things. Uh, that's the best uh, part about like, talking to people is you go, oh yeah. shit, that's, I never thought about it that way. Because like they're absolutely. I, I find way it to weird to be on... teaching anybody anything. You're the teacher. You do that for a living. You know what I mean? I'm not. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no, I'm. Just, I'm hey I'm man, just, I'm riffing you, over here. You know, it's so. it, it's working though, and you learn shit from the you learn <laughs> shit from the places you don't expect to learn shit. You don't. Same. You don't Same. always get to predict that. Um, no, dude. Like it's. It's interesting then to think like there are ways that that, that can be done well mm-hmm. and that can be done right. Mm-hmm. And there are ways to dunk on things that can be done right. Like, I don't think I feel bad for dunking on Jared Leto. Fuck that guy. Uh, but sure, I might feel bad about dunking on an entire fucking production team that made that movie. You know what I mean? Like there are people that made that, that put something yeah, into it. That there's they moms think is and good. dads on that crew that have kids that were like, you know what? Like, I don't give a shit about Morbius. I'm here to do a job. And yeah. Yeah. That's it, and that's fine. Uh, I haven't seen it. I can't comment on whether or not it is good. Can I trust the general consensus to tell me if it's good or not? Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no. I'm not even going to – I'll give it a chance to be good. Will I watch it? Not it's in the ne- immediate, but it'll, it'll – yeah, I know. Netflix, it's on Netflix. So... Yeah, I'll get there eventually probably. Yeah. Uh, but Maybe. <laughs> fair enough. But here's the other thing too is that – I don't necessarily need anybody to give a shit about what I think about the thing they made. Yep. Does that make sense too? Yeah. Like I, and I'm speaking strictly for myself. Like I understand that there's a there's a uh, an audience for reviews and everything else, and and anybody listening to this, like I have feelings about things that I like or dislike, but yeah. uh, I also feel like if it's not at the end of the day, if it's not constructive, then then what's the point? Sure. Right. If if sure. we love movies or we love games or we love any of these things, what purpose does it serve to dunk on any? Like I'm not. This is the, the basketball difference is that I'm not scoring any points by fucking dunking on anybody for the yeah. thing they made. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, sure. So, at the end of the day, for me, like if I have, if I was a critic or I was a person who had a career as a person who reviews media, I would hope to be. Ideally, and maybe this is super fucking naive, but like I would hope that I could give, you know, do the pros and cons thing. Here's here's the goods that I that I liked. Here's the stuff that I didn't like. And at the end of the day, maybe that formulates into a conclusion about the product yeah. as a whole. But ultimately, yeah. <clears throat> un- until I have a, a, a good again, not to keep kind of kicking the dead horse here, but un- at the end of the day, it's if I don't dead, understand how the it's thing it's gets kicking, made, kicking. <laughs> 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 at, the, at the end of the day. If I don't understand how it's made, then how can I possibly comment with any sort of authority or sure. or or confidence yeah. about you know having an opinion on it? You know what I mean? So yeah. yes, go learn how the sausage is made, and then and then and then say whatever the fuck you want. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel the same way about the about sharing opinions. Like, and it that is weird. I understand that's weird being a an independent journalist. Well, you're you're I'm, also a parent and an adult and. Sharing opinion like this is this is the world is fraught these days. You know what I mean? Sharing yeah. opinions about anything 
um, like going to a kid's birthday party, for instance. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm, I'm I, like, I don't know any of my kids' friends very well, and I don't know their parents very well, but I've started to see them regularly at things like kids' birthday parties or school functions or anything like that. And I, I it's all very face value. You know yeah. what I mean? And that's not because I am harboring a bunch of like shitty takes on politics or society yeah. or any of that shit. It's because I'm not really interested in hearing theirs. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yes. And so I keep 100%. it very, I keep it very, uh, just, you know, yeah. Dime store ch- chit chat. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I, I, I changed, uh, I've, I think I've mentioned this too much, but it's fine. I changed the way I do reviews years ago to yeah. being more like, I don't have the ability to like put something out in time that someone's reading it before they make a purchase. Right. Like I don't get code that early. I'm indie enough that like the only code I get comes out on release day. So writing that kind of review, not going to work. Sure. So the way I write reviews, which is I put massive quotations on anymore is I'm not writing about like, how good is the game? Why should you play the game based on it's, you're not trying mechanics. to sell anybody on it or against right. it. It's more no, about here's, what, here's just what I think about it. Yeah. Yeah. What I write now is it's not even only that. It's like, how did this impact me? Which isn't really an opinion anymore. It's just a fact. It's like, yo, I played this game six months after my grandpa died. And I think it like helped me contextualize pure, something right. in my life. And like, that's, that's, the, that's the pure version of that. Yeah. Now, but let me ask you a question. Do you think that's a sustainable model if you had five million people reading your articles every day if i had a patreon yes if okay. i was working at a place that well yeah, like a free you, publication or whatever sure yeah yeah or online, if it's a, you know if it's a place that gets their money based on how many people click on it no right. and that's 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 the that's the thing we're seeing in in like journalism right is that like right. game or um big you know share people that own uh publications are trying to make decisions based on what's profitable mm-hmm. and what's profitable is different sometimes than what is um truly well, what I, journalistic and or the sure. unbiased truth like that kind right. of, like my parents worked in television i i have some intimate kind of experience working in quote-unquote journalism do you know what i mean it's yeah. my first sure. job as a cameraman and stuff like that and i as in an audio guy at a tv station and <clears throat> when you start to understand the nuance of money talks and bullshit walks or yeah. here, here, here's an effort to be idealistic, but all ultimately is squashed because people weren't interested in these middling takes and these fair takes. Yeah. They want, they want the they spicy want the shit. Ex- they want the fucking, or, or the, yeah. the lauding review that's over the top celebratory of something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so I, yeah, I, it's a, I, I don't mean to be challenging about it. I just think it's an it's an interesting thing no, to think it, about, no, right? A, like it's, no, and this yeah. is the, this is a problem at large and, and at a mm-hmm. scale that is way outside of games and movies too. It's it's yeah. Everything. I like you the know? idea of the places that are starting to exist because of their blanket realization of what you just mentioned, right? Like right. places are starting to have to go. Oh, okay the ad revenue model isn't good for this format of journalism. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so like waypoint recently did uh, like last summer or maybe last year. Oh, it might've been last year. Don't worry about it. Time. Who cares? Um, <laughs> it's been a decade. It's fine. It's yeah. They, they put out waypoint plus. Right. And okay. the response they got to that meant that they could hire somebody else and they could start making 
more content bespoke to what, like who they are. Yeah. And I love the idea of places like no clip that put out great game documentaries. Um, and people like the waypoint folks who are like, all right, this is who we are. If you want to support that $5 a month here, like the, we don't even have tiers higher than that $5 a month or whatever. And then you get to like, to answer your question before, do you think that's a sustainable model? If you had five, five million people reading every day or whatever, 50,000 people reading every day, that's where I think we maybe get a, a chance to move more indie with things like this. We're like not owned by a big a publishing company, um, but still putting out game journalism, but putting it out for people that like, you know what? I like this group of people sure. and the way they approach a thing. So I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, subscribe Cater to, this. to that audience a little bit. I'm going to subscribe yeah, yeah. to this to allow them to keep making the thing that I like yeah, yeah. as opposed to the way it was. That's, that's the pure form of that relationship. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly yeah. what you're describing. And I think yeah. you're absolutely right in that Patreon or, or services like it serve that purpose, right? Like, yeah. I, so, you know, time to learn some after effects, time to start <laughs> generating content on a schedule on top of your curriculum for the students. Yeah. And, yeah. uh, I'm, when you crack that Patreon open, my friend, I will, I will be, I will be there with a, with with a monthly donation. All right. Oh well, I appreciate it. I gotta, yeah, I gotta figure out, dude. I did the let's just jump to a completely different set of train tracks. Okay. Okay. I, I, today I uh, was sitting at my favorite coffee spot, uh, and I took out my notebook and started like writing down the shit I have to do that I've got sure. like recorded, banked, ready to go that I need to not ready to go even, but that I need to like dive into. Yeah, and like my family and I, we I spent like twelve hundred dollars on recording equipment, so that we could record a, uh, our D and D because like our family it was it's me, my uncle, my grandma, and a, and a couple of friends. We play D and I'm the DM. I'm super. I I'm such a tryhard dog. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote like ten thousand words of world building. Okay. Um, ten thousand words. That's, that's too much. That's, that's not enough. Much. It wasn't that much. It might have been. I did like ten thousand words of world building. You, you um, wrote Game of Thrones for your own D D game, is what you're saying. Is what I'm hearing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I like. I bought a bunch of other tabletop games to add to yeah. it. Uh, I bought Ableton, and I'm like scoring. I'm writing scores for our D D campaign. I do. I do too much. I do too much. But I put. I wrote down the list of stuff, and I was like, Oh my god! Like we have ten episodes recorded. And I'm two musical cues into a list of six for the first season. And I've got two of this podcast episode recorded that need to be uploaded. And I've got one of this one and I'm recording one tonight and I'm recording one in December with John Everest. Like it might start looking like a thing that like, Oh, like I could maybe ask people to like donate to make this keep happening. I, if you have, I think so. I'm curious to see how this goes, and I hope you do. I really do. And, and let me know because I, again, I will donate. Number one, say hello to John Everest for me. Uh, number two, um, uh, if you've gotten this far with it and you have this m amount of content banked, like you have to, you have to start putting it out. Yeah. At some point, like yep. if you only had the one episode, I'd say like ah, oh, maybe hold until you got a couple. If you've got that many banked and you have all the, if it's, if it's post-production at this point oh it's like, none of it's post yet <laughs> that's all right thing. well okay fair 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 i would <laughs> say like uh please i want to see this <laughs> <laughs> yeah. do you know what i mean like yeah uh, sure 100 percent. 
Uh, so, <clears throat> speaking from a completely selfish point of view, I want to I want to see, but I I think yeah. I think here's the thing: it should not be a barometer for success. It, it should yeah. be a supplement to the thing that you are in, just enjoying doing anyway. That's part of the reason I think I haven't. Um, oh, I, I messaged you on Discord a couple months ago because, like, I was just I was in Feeling a spot. It. Yeah, yeah, I was like, what the fuck, mm-hmm. dude? Why? What do I do? I feel like I'm not getting anywhere. I feel sure. like I've hit a wall. Like, why I keep trying? And you were like, chill, bro. Uh, by the way, I was 38 when my first I put my I shit my first game, and I was like, oh, I'm being dumb. I'm okay. Okay, I'll chill. I'll take it. Not even being dumb, but like I, that was very good advice. I think part of the reason I haven't dived into this yet, uh, knowing all the stuff that I have, is because there was a moment right when like we had like two or three things recorded. I was like, I'm going to dig into it, turn it into content. And then like the word content hit my teeth and I went, ooh, I don't want to do yeah. it for other people. I want to do it that, because I want to do it. That's it. That's it. Yeah. So I, Bottom I waited. Line, I waited. I, I couldn't agree with you more. I, I know that's not necessarily the same for everybody, but I, I, that is, as a pre-internet kid, as a pre-YouTube kid, as somebody who's only really starting to engage with YouTube on a level because my kids are, that I start to understand like the power that it has. I, when I hear the term content creator, I bristle a little bit. I understand yeah. what it means, and I understand that people have, have had very successful careers with it. But I also yeah. understand that it, it is um, a crowded and it, it's the mobile game market. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. many things will come out, very few succeed, that kind of yep. thing. And um, at the end of the day, yes, the thing you just described is completely accurate. Like you have to do it for yourself first. Yeah. If you're enjoying it, if you like the, if you can, if you can sit there and watch your own product and enjoy it, I think you're onto something. Whether or not, yeah. and if people, you know, throw a couple bucks at it, uh, that's the bonus ultimately. You know what I mean? Sure. And yeah, the same, 100%. but in the same, like understand something too is that if you're producing on a scale at that level of a, a layer of content that is, you know, mixed, mastered, you know, taped, filmed, recorded, fucking edited, uh, you know, directed and produced, like you are building your own kind of resume at that point too, to a certain degree. Yeah, sure. For not necessarily, like I mean, and yes, some of that is applicable to games, but I mean, it, it ain't nothing, man. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, so. that's the that's the other thing is that like I live in the midwest right like i've always uh, lived in the midwest and my uh-huh. brain's like i gotta get experience that's what a lot of places want but also there's not many places that do that here sure and so i had a moment when i graduated from college that was like do i move away from my family and pay rent four times higher or do i live where i know a bunch of people and see if i can get a bunch of people involved in shit that we all love and maybe practice making things sound, look, feel, taste really good in that you place. Made, you made the right choice, man. And I think, looking back as somebody also from the Midwest originally, if I, if I had stayed there, I would hope to be in that kind of position where I like, I've identified the things that I care about and I really enjoy doing. And I have surrounded myself with people that can, that also enjoy doing them. And yeah. the important part, bar none, is that we should continue to do it as long as we continue to enjoy it. If we decide to monetize or uh, build a, a structure of capitalism around it <laughs> to a certain gross. degree. Oh my th- God. What a gross thing to say, but also I, true. Go on. True. Very true. I, but that's what it is, right? Like yep, it changes, it, it, it changes those dynamics to a certain sure. degree. Yeah. 
But if you can find the through line, it's it's starting a band, man. Like, yeah. oh, we like doing the thing where we like don't have to talk to each other, but we can play really awesome music and it feels really good when none of us are looking at each other and playing the thing and it sounds good and there's people cheering and maybe we get some drink tickets and that's cool. Um, that's yeah. it. That's the, that's the model, right? Like yeah. ultimately, and if you can apply that to content creation, to games, to whatever it is that you're doing, then, then you're winning ultimately. And if you're getting yeah. other people to ultimately to pay for it, that's that's just icing on the cake. Ultimately, yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah. If you could drop twelve hundred bucks on on gear as a so called tryhard, uh, a I appreciate you because I'm the same way. Like anytime I decide to do something new, I'm gonna be like, oh, I'm gonna buy all the best shit to do yeah. this thing, and then yeah. I do the thing, and then it's kind of like, oh, now I'm gonna sell all this crap because I did I did the thing I wanted to do, <laughs> and yeah. I and I felt like I exercised that muscle, and now I'm gonna move on to some other fucking thing I want to spend twelve hundred dollars on. You know what yeah, I mean? Sure, I, sure, know, sure. So, but if you can commit to it like that, man, I. I don't know. I look forward to seeing it. Good luck. I'm. I gotta. I gotta. I gotta hit that. Like, I, you know, when you make a thing, uh, especially if you make a thing in private, get know, on Fiverr. Just have buddies make some graphics for you. Like, do or or whatever it is that you need to do to fill the blanks. Like, yeah. I'm. I'm not even kidding. Like, just go. Like, like crowdsource some 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 assets. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. Like, no. Also, I got I got graphic designer friends. They'll just be like, hey, hey, I will pay you in. Beer and pizza. Let's go. And, baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like a move. Exactly. We're gonna sit exactly. in a room and not move anything. So you should <laughs> actually want to do this more because it's beer mm-hmm. and pizza mm-hmm. for not manual labor. Hundred um, <laughs> percent. Although there's a there's an age you hit where asking yeah. people to help you move and paying beer and pizza is not enough. That's it. And it's, you gotta start. You gotta start paying for movers. <laughs> if you're if you're super smart, you buy a, a pickup truck and you just park it in your in your driveway and you. Instead of being the mover, you let them pay you in beer and pizza to just lend the truck out. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I will drive. Uh, that's it. That's oh, it. No. Exactly. I'm gonna stand yeah, here and smoke I, cigarettes I have... and uh, eat your beer, <laughs> drink your beer, and eat your pizza. Uh, yep. But you guys can load it and unload it. And and, and I'm just the I'm the getaway driver. That's it. I'm I'm the moving I'm the, chauff- the moving chauffeur. You know, that's it. <laughs> I'm the furniture <laughs> chauffeur. That's what right. it is. That's it. <laughs> It's a high uh, quality establishment. You know what I mean? That's yeah. It. There's a pun there. The furnace chauffeur. The furniture. The f- there's something there. That's probably the name. The show of the show furniture. Yeah. Show yeah. furniture. <laughs> <laughs> the name of the episode has to be show furniture. Show now. furniture. There you go. <laughs> Fuck. I love it. I love it. Uh, well, man, I normally end episodes asking two questions, but I've asked you those questions. Okay. Um, there, if you could, the, the the normal ones are if you could revive a franchise or a game that you haven't seen in a while, what would it be? Oh, and if you could boy. make a food game, what would it be? But you answered those already. I did. Um, so, what's the best thing you've eaten in the last six months? I mean, when did we record last? June, July? Did you eat somewhere recently or in that time that was like I, I got? I already know the always. answer to this. The best thing I've eaten recently. Uh, so up in the I live in the Northeast in the Hudson Valley in New York. And uh, it's that time of year when things are getting cold. It's very fall. It's very beautiful. It was up until about this week now where most of the leaves are off. But it's that time of year where, like, oh, the foliage. You know what I mean? Everybody's heard the Jim <laughs> yeah. Gaffigan bit, right? It, yeah. It's true. It's true. Uh, it and it was great. Um, but uh, we're past that now. And now, now comes the long march of desolation and yeah. snow and rock salt everywhere yep. uh but my wife at this time of year my wife does this fairly regularly is that she'll cook a big batch of beef bourguignon 
uh, you know, basically French beef stew, yep. but with wine and mushrooms and, and, and pearl onions and all this, you know, and a, and a nice cut of beef in there. And, uh, I, I like, I, I, I get that French, so like hungry. fat guy who's just like, <laughs> I just wearing a wife beater and like this specific hat, like, you know what I mean? And just like, yeah. and I have the mustache and I'm just like, Oh, ho, 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 you know what I mean? Like <laughs> dipping like chunks of bread into this thing and like, and just, yeah, you know, yeah, go, yeah. going to town. And that, that's probably the best thing I've eaten recently. Fuck yeah. Um, Mine is also soup based. Okay. Man, man soup fucking slaps. I, I haven't said I'm not I a soup. Said, this is, I, I haven't said a, slaps in a long time. I love ra- I, <laughs> I need ramen. But, I'm not I'm but I don't necessarily enjoy pho all that much. I don't know. No, no, I I'm on that page. I'm on that page. Okay, Fuzz, okay. I have to I have to fuck can be great. Pho. It can be really good. I feel like ramen is easier to get wrong and enjoy. Pho is very hard to do well. And be good, yeah, yeah. Does that make sense? Okay. No, that, that's yeah. I got you. I feel you. I uh, the reason I say soups, soup adjacent things. So I'll I'll be sure. clear about what I mean. Um, I love making chili. Like that's my jam. Sure. My wife makes a fucking killer potato soup, which nice. I didn't think I fucked with it until she made it, and I was like, you know what? I do. My wife's basically a Russian grandma in an American woman's body. Oh, she's yeah. like she's like stellar at potato soup and like creamy chicken and rice soup. And okay. like chicken noodles, this is like really hearty poor people soups. She crushes. yeah, peasant food, peasant food, yeah, <laughs> yeah like yeah. European peasant food. I'm yeah, into it. Yeah, 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 yeah. okay, yeah. okay. Um, so I made, I experimented with gumbo. Okay, like three months ago. That's, uh, and it that's a bold move. The homie, it fucking rules. Yeah, and D- wait, unlike wait. most other things that I've tried to make, did it slap, bro? So hard. <laughs> <laughs> fair, fair so enough. hard so hard and it's a, one of the only things i've ever made in my life that i can repeat okay like i've made it four times now yeah and every time it, it fucking rules okay. and uh i what's crazy is i like gave some to my uncle <laughs> like two days ago and yesterday in an xbox party he was like this is the best fucking chili i've ever had and I was like, first of all, not chili. Second of all, <laughs> you've had it before. <laughs> and he was like, oh, shit. So, like, Bro, he, it was so good that he, like, had amnesia. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. So. Very good. I, I, don't, I don't know what it is about hitting, hitting 30, but something about being 30 has been making me want soupy things more. And gumbo and potato soup, man, it's, there's something about. Poor, cheap poor people food there hits, is something it hits a, a part of my spirit that like i didn't know i needed to be oh yeah it, it, addressed. Uh, it's it's comforting and i i know yeah. exactly what you mean it's a it's a there's a i don't know something very you're from the, you're from the midwest you get it yeah you, yeah you no I, there's like a central united states like well it's it's that's like it is that melting pot you know what i mean yeah. it really is like you, like you know you get far enough north and it's you know very german or belgian or uh all you, know, you get to the midwest and it becomes like all like kind of a little bit of everything frankly yeah. you know what i mean especially like eastern yeah. europeans got a big like contingent there too and then as you move south like you know you, you know we start to see the, yeah all all of it exactly and i yeah. uh that's when it comes to being like a picky white kid living in suburbia in the midwest growing up it's like oh i just want you know my french fries and my chicken nuggets you know what i mean but then it's sure. you know but then you get exposed to certain things and then you like you don't really appreciate it till you don't have it anymore yeah. i was lucky that i ended up in like a place like new york or something where all of a sudden it was just like 
holy shit, uh, I can get just about anything I want here, and now it's now it's just like a, what do I feel like I'm in the mood for? Do you know yeah. what I mean? And, yeah, 100%. And so all that's done is, A, open up the palette and kind of increase, uh, increased appreciation uh, for a wide range of things. But uh, yes, I when it comes to the Midwest kind of exposure, I... It you know warms my heart, and I I understand like to a certain degree for sure. So well now I know I gotta make gumbo when if if, if you're ever in the Midwest. In I uh, don't threaten me with a good time, pal. I'll buy, right? Hey hey, I'll buy you a fucking plane ticket for it. I, uh, <laughs> hey, that's I'll a that's a ba- yo out. that sounds like a banger ass gumbo if you're buying pay- plane tickets. Fine, I'm just saying. Um, hey man, I, I don't. What know was what was the game. second question? What was the second question? It, or oh, the I impromptu second question. We did the food thing. What was the other one? Do I have an impromptu second question? Uh, so the first one was if you could remake or start a game that you haven't played in forever. Uh, did you go back to something? Have you gone back to something old and loved it more on return? It's funny you've been saying that. Like I, So, I mean, the closest example I have, I kind of spoke to it. it was, it's not old necessarily, but uh, Tsushima, I went back to sure. it, and I, I, and I have been enjoying it, right? Yeah. Um, but that's not old, I think, in the way that you're that you're asking. I think the thing that I have been meaning to go back to that I haven't is uh, the Final Fantasy VII remake. And all right, the more so I played mo- through whatever their that the majority of that first installment. I didn't quite finish it, but mm. I'd like to go back and start it again so that I can kind of sidle in. And I'm not even sure I know this, but the second piece of that is out, right? Retrograde or whatever the fuck they called it? Not out. It's coming, though. Okay. So I, I would out. like I to be ready out. for that when it does sure. come. Sure, sure. But I also think very fondly about, like, if I could just go back and play, like, give me somebody give me a PS1, give me the, the three or whatever the f- insane amount of discs that came with Final Fantasy VII <laughs> when we all played it the first yep. time. Dude, I never th- finished that game. The th- I didn't either. Yeah, uh, I never got the Knights of the Round. I didn't do it. Like I, I think I got pretty close to the final fight with with Sephiroth, but I did not finish that that game. And I, that is something I want to go back and do because on, I, I will tell you that that first disc, that whole piece, watching the three different styles of animation, like watching like the pixel block kind of chibi guys running around, and then seeing some like really high fidelity for the time anyway, yeah. high fidelity cinematics, and just like how insane all of that could be. It's one of the biggest um, influences for me because I was sure. I don't know. I was a teenager at the time. I can't. Re- I can't remember the exact year. So it was ninety six, ninety seven, right? For seven, yeah. Yep. Yeah. And uh, uh, that was the thing. I was just like, yo, is is this even possible? Like, how does this even work? Like, who? Sure. You know, that was kind of the thing that kind of opened you know the the weird third eye of the brain to be like. Maybe there's something to this, just beyond enjoying it and playing sure. it, you know. But yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's that's the answer to that question. I, I don't know. Like, the reboot's already happening. I'm not trying to reboot that. But if I could go back and enjoy something old again, I yeah. think I would want to. Yeah, maybe Final Fantasy. VII. I don't. That'd be fun. I don't think I would have thought about it if you hadn't brought it up. But I didn't. I got to the, I got to the Sephiroth fight. But it, of course, it's Final Fantasy. It's like three stages. Yeah. Um And I think I could get to Geneva, but she always kicked my ass. Okay. And so, so I never beat it. I got to like, the last fight and couldn't get past the first or second stage. I, I can't even tell you how. Like, yeah, I, I want to say I got very close to that, but I don't. I don't even think I got to the fight. So fair yeah. enough. You know what I mean? But so but. it's it's Final Fantasy seven VII and eight for me. 
because I was okay. just it was just before I was old enough to understand what like grinding level mm-hmm. or like being deliberate about what you do to be stronger oh, to the end of the game. So I yeah. got to the end of Final Fantasy VIII and similarly couldn't get past stage two because nobody was strong enough. Right. Um, and I desperately want to go back and play both of those to say, like, I did it. Like, the game that nine-year-old, 10-year-old, 12-year-old me tried several times mm-hmm. to do, mm-hmm. I want to go back and do now. Yeah, that's. I, yeah. I think that's kind of how I feel about it. Like, I need to capstone that kind of, that that, that piece of inspiration or, or that kind of influence just so I can feel like, oh, I finished this book and I can put it on the shelf and it can sit mm-hmm. nice and tidy in, in between the... You know the bookends and and be a nice display piece now. You know. Yeah, I got two little I got two little open scars uh, in my kid heart. That's like, please finish those. Yeah, yeah, so we can, exactly. We can put them on the list of things that are done, not the list it, of we, things that need to be done. I weirdly feel the same way about Final Fantasy three, um, or six, depending on how that breakdown happens. Right. I don't know. Right. The one that was on Super Nintendo, where like you get halfway through the game and the whole world flips over, that was the one that kind of like opened it up for me, like Final sure. Fantasy was, and, I, and um, I, that's one. That's the other one I would want to go back and play. I think because yeah. I want to, I want to f- feel that sense of wonder again, where it's like, oh, I feel like I understand where this thing is going. I understand how the mechanics work, and then they blow the whole thing up in front of you, and then ask you to kind of keep going. And it's kind of that was. It was just like I didn't know something this big and expansive could even be a thing. You know yeah. what I mean? And like so. you, you weren't just like surprised that it happened. You're surprised. It it could, that could happen. Yeah, <laughs> like, like I felt like I had an understanding about what the yeah. size and scope of a video game was, and that thing destroyed that understanding. Like it completely sure. upended it in a way that, yeah, that I you know it's you know burned into my brain for sure. Yep. So that fucking rules. Dope. Well, uh, like last time, I've yeah. accidentally we've accidentally breezed through a two hours. Uh, sorry for keeping you up so late. I, uh, thank you for coming on. Felt here. like 20 minutes, my guy. There Dog. you go. Yeah, it's the best. It's the best. Um, I enjoy this. I, it's fun just chatting, man. So thank yeah, you. dude. I like I I like I, you. I think we talked about this last time. I used to run podcasts that were super regimented, and then I was like, what if I didn't? Uh, and just talking with people is so much better. Just yeah, no fair. I, a format is good, but at the same time, just having yeah, a chat better in too, quotation you know? marks. Better for sure. this. Better for sure. this. Like I nah. listen to Radio Lab. Those are very manicured, oh yeah, created things, and there's a place sure. for that too. But this is a cool thing, and I enjoy. No, it. I like it. I, I had a great time. I always do. Uh, thank you for having me back, man. And I, and know, of course, um, hopefully, uh, <laughs> hopefully, I didn't offend anybody with with some hot takes. But uh, I think I think ultimately, at the end of the day, I think your um, I think your hot take your hottest take was that hot takes. <laughs> should be thought should, about before being broadcast. Should, maybe, yeah, that you should that people yeah. should maybe shut up more than they should hot take. Right. That right. was your hottest take, and honestly, people should shut the fuck up more. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Thank you for Here listening. We are to talking this for two, two hours. hours. Yeah. <laughs> oh, beautiful delight. We did it. We did it. <laughs> oh shit! You know oh. it's. It's good to be self-aware sometimes. <laughs> and sometimes it's, it's better to be self-aware after you made fun of yourself. <laughs> exactly. It, it sure is. Well done. Oh, what, what, a, what a way to just put a, put a nice stamp on the Yeah, that's the, the perfect that rubber one, stamp, perfect. dude. Holy shit. <laughs> if people want to find you, Joe, where do they find you? Uh, well, at the moment uh, on Twitter, you can find me at JoeyKansas0125. Uh, we'll see how long that lasts. Uh, <laughs> otherwise... Um, 
I, you can find me in my little home office here at work. I maybe hey. social media was a mistake. We'll see. I, you know, <laughs> hey. I want you all to go out there and, and maybe don't follow me. Fo- like go follow people that uh, uh, are super good at their jobs or or do things that you're really passionate about, so you can learn how that sausage is made and then have inspired, meaningful opinions um, about that particular medium. How's that? Yeah. yeah. There you go. Perfect. Lines to close on. If you uh, if you want to follow anything that we do, uh, go to nerdy underscore bits on Twitter for now, uh, or you can follow me at lubwub l u b w u b. Monster Cat makes our music. Uh, thanks to them. Check them out. They fucking rule. And, it's a, it's uh, a banger opening track. It's true. Eh, hell yeah! Thanks, dude. I gotta make one myself now that I have Ableton. But I was gonna say, like, spill <laughs> that money, man. You know, like, get yeah. you, get, get I gotta do something. Worth. Yeah, I gotta. That's do right. Um. Yeah, thanks for listening, everybody. We'll catch you next time. Thanks again, Joe. Cheers. Thank you. Yeah, and peace. I'm going to clap. Because that's a good sound spike to find to know where to cut. I didn't hear that clap, so I'm curious if your mic caught that. I didn't hear that one either. It's peaking on cast. All right, then, yeah, if, if you're... If that's you're, yeah, weird. If the DAW is picking it up, you're good to go. Then Good, good. that's right. weird. That's weird. Hey, you know what? It's fine. I can also just listen <laughs> and be like, hey, I did it. <laughs> Thanks, homie. Uh, yo, cheers. This was fun. As always, uh, happy, you know, to, to do it with you. You know, yeah, chop man. it up. So We'll have to do one again right before baseball because we'll have probably a shit ton of oh, shit that, to talk yeah, about. Yeah. Let me know. You know. Hell yeah. The, right. late night, the late night with the beer field fucking rules. And you're a boss to so like, no, yeah, I, like, I enjoy this too. It's just it's good to just kind of just chop it up and 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 uh, I don't know, just wax poetic a little, you know. So, yeah, man. Thank you. Okay, um, yeah, dude. Thank you. Stay safe out there. All right. Be yeah, good. Sure. And uh, I don't know. Keep me posted on the Patreon. Okay. Hell yeah. No, I honestly, what you said was extremely <clears throat> encouraging. Like, thank you. Uh, just do the thing. It's a yeah. it's a thing you look at and go, that's a lot of fucking work, but like. Seeing someone genuinely like, no, that sounds fucking awesome. Please do it. Do do the work first and then come up with a structure for it. Be like, oh, this was really hard because I did all this stuff. And that, now how do I be more efficient about it? You know what I mean? It, yeah. It's almost like do it the hard way first and then figure out how to make it better. And yeah. then, and then you know, you know what you're doing. You'll figure it out, man. I'll It'll figure it out. Yeah, it's the, it's the thing. That's how you do it. You figure it out. Got to go make your own fucking thing. Anyway. Yes. Make the thing. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Take it easy, homie. Be safe. All right. Later, Have a good bro. holiday if you don't talk before. Absolutely, you do the same. Peace. Cheers. What did so you I end got, up getting? I got my, it's my favorite local beer, and I'm the only okay. person that I know that, well, my, my grandma loves it, but of my friends, they're all like, oh, you know, dark beer, or whatever. Dark beers are fine, but they're also fucking cake. Yeah. So... I, I, don't drink I don't need that caffeine. I don't need that caffeine at this point. Yeah, no thanks. No thanks. You know I mean? so. My uncle was like, I got this peanut butter chocolate milk stout. And I was like, no. And, and <laughs> no. Enjoy that, my guy. Enjoy that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that sounds great at times, but it's not cold <laughs> enough for that shit. I, I'm uh, a firm believer that stouts should be breakfast beers, and that's just how that yeah. works. Stouts, yeah. here's the thing. Stouts are breakfast beers or dessert beers. That's it. The, if you drink least. it with dinner, if you drink it with dinner, you have to be eating like a $40 steak. I, I think that's, that's the fair, only excuse. That's a fair assessment and, and criteria. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so I bought, uh, there's a beer company in a brewery is what the, what they're called in St. Louis <laughs> called, <laughs> called uh, Perennial Artisan Ales. 
And okay. they make a they make a saison de lis. Ooh, that so is in the flowery game. All right, sure. I got a little farmhouse ale. Yeah, it's a Belgian style ale actually, brewed with chamomile flowers. Which sounds? Oh, <laughs> let's, 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 let's light a let's let a, light a candle. My you know not my state, my dude. Hey, let's go. Hey, you know. Hey, <laughs> hey, I got my mandel lit right now. It's it's scented like smoke and cedar. Your mandel. Like, I I yes. I have never heard that. Well done. Well done. When, if I buy candles, they are mandels. <laughs> they are. I've got like a smoke and cedar. I've got like a black tobacco. I've got like okay. a smoked oud, which is, I guess, is a kind of wood. O u d. I don't know if I can know. Just okay. call it smoked wood. I, I believe you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I believe the label. So uh, <laughs> I just bought it and was like, "This is fine." Yeah. Uh, so yeah, my office smells like a cigar shop. Perfect. Almost always, it's the best. That's not it's bad at best. all. That's pretty good. Without yeah, the actual like, like smoked indoor smoke damage, that's pretty good. Yeah, exactly. I don't have to. Uh, Wash the nicotine off my ceilings. That's, that's um, good. <laughs> <laughs> Though, oddly, the people that painted and finished my basement, mm-hmm. um, really great, really great work. They did it in like two days. Uh, Eastern European local company that just fucking works and gets shit done. They did smoke while they were in my basement. That's fine. I, they might have asked. I might not have understood, but I mostly nodded and went, mm-hmm, when they asked questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so they probably asked if they could smoke, and I probably said, yeah. You said, yes, so exactly. Like, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. Look. My wife was like, don't smoke in your in your office. I was like, I'm not. <laughs> Trust me. You smell in the whole fucking house. That's, I, yeah, I don't I don't smoke in the house at all. You know, my ki- no. I pretend that my kids still don't know that I'm smoking still. And yeah. Yeah, they know. But. My daughter sprung it on me the other day. She was uh, yeah, same. My say? son sprung it on me the other day. I was like, "Yo, what the what the hell?" Like, yeah, she was like, she was like, "Like you smoke?" And I was like, "I don't do that." Of course <laughs> what are you not. Just, yeah. No, who are you? What <laughs> person standing next to me thought I was like hiding from my? I was like, "No, you don't shut up. You don't know." <laughs> Come down. Yeah, <laughs> go to yeah, your. Room. <laughs> Like I'll go out on the <laughs> you're, you're grounded now. Why? Yeah. Don't ask. No, I'll go out on the front porch and like, you know what? It's time for a, a, a Caleb relax moment, uh-huh. and I'll light a cigarette. And like the neighbor kid, who has no awareness of social boundaries or cues, will yeah. come stand like in my grill, and I'm like, dude, I'm obviously on my porch smoking a cigarette. Leave me the fuck alone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, I think can you back I, I, up, and he's like, why? And I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> I uh <laughs> I hear your mom calling. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah, like it's yeah. time to go home. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. Oh, well, I guess I'm saving that's, you. you that's go. weird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Bye, nerd. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> gotta love it, dude. Gotta love it. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, shit. You ready to roll? I yeah. Let's do it. I mean, I'm probably gonna use some of this because it's been funny, but I'm not gonna that's, use yeah, the, well, the grim shit. The, I try to bring the A game, you know. The A game, hell yeah. Well, we get to talk about how both of our baseball teams didn't. Ugh. Uh, <laughs> Ugh. <laughs>